With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Ah, good morning, everybody. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier. We're in for Anthony Gargano on this Saturday morning, 20th day of November. Good morning, Andy Furman. How you doing? Arnie, it's a pleasure. I tell you what, I, I can't believe this. It's like a dream. Pinch me, please. But I, I got to ask you a quick question, if I may. Yes, may? Yes. And I don't want to start this off on a bad note because I, I love you. I hope you don't get mad at me. I, I understand that your son is a tremendous hockey player. He's a goalkeeper at Kent State University. Yes, I'm, he is. I'm, yes. Okay, so that, that's the good news. The bad news is I, I don't understand how he got these athletic genes. Where did he get them from? Because let's face it, Arnie, you're, you're not exactly an All-American. And I love you. I do. I don't mean to insult you, but where, where did this come from? Insulted, right? We haven't even, we're not even 30 seconds into my My wife is a big-time skier and uh, ice skater, so that's how he learned that. So he got into hockey, and well, for, but my wife wanted to get him into figure skating. I had to put my foot down. I said, go. come on now. Let's get it. If we're going to get if we're going to do this, we got to get him in the hockey. By the way, I don't want to start off this show on a rough note, but I want to ask you. Yes. Are you OK this morning? Are you OK? I think so. I took my meds. I mean, I think everything's good. Well, because I- I'm listening to our producers talk to you in your ear and they said, hey, Andy, can you come on for a few minutes with Jonas? And I hear you say, Jonas, who? Well, and I don't say, know many Jonas's. I and, know. and I'm like, Jonas Knox, he's on the air now. And you were like completely dumbfounded. Like, who? Who am I going on with? Well, you know what, though, Arnie? Here's the thing. I don't want to build him up. You know, oh, Jonas. I was supposed to say, Jonas. Oh, of course. No, Jonas who? You know, you know, put him down a little bit. He, he's not the big star he thinks he is yet. You know what oh, I mean? I, I understand that. And then and what, what kills me is Art. Do you, and I hate to ask you in front of the quarter of a billion listening, but... Go ahead. You, you yeah, do I'm know, dressed. I am dressed. No, no, but it, it's funny because Andy's like, well, just tell me what you want to talk about each segment. I'm saying to myself, does he not know how to read? Because he's, I, I sent him a list of stuff that I want to go through, and I would write something like, I, I don't write out the show. I just write topics. So I said, maybe right. this segment will talk about 
college football top 25. And then Andy writes me back going, well, what does that mean? What do you want to talk about this segment? Right, I'm like, right. does does college football top twenty five not explain what we're what we're going to talk about? Are you, are you all know. confused about that or what? Yeah, you know, that's the way I am. I'm, I'm kind of like what you call a BB, a ball buster. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> that. that it's, it's not a big deal. We're, we're good to go. Everything's you're, good. You're like you're like I can't read your writing. I go, I'm printing. I'm, I'm not even writing cursive. I'm, I'm printing there for crying out I loud. Know. Well, I, I got some problems. I, I got some issues. I tell you, I got some major issues. What can right, I we, tell you? We do have a lot to get to. Andy Furman, the great Andy Furman. I'm Arnie Spaniel. We're sitting in for Anthony Gargano on this Saturday morning. We're gonna have a lot of fun. If you want to be part of the show, real simple, uh, you can tweet in at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius one. Uh, we'll get to your tweets throughout the show. Uh, coming up later on in the show, Matt Verderam, our NFL insider, also a big Kansas City guy. we got a big game with Kansas City and Dallas. We'll talk to him then. Of course, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, live in Las Vegas, will join us in the final hour of the show, who he likes, coming up on the games today. A lot of uh, interesting matchups, so we'll go through all that. Um, and like I said, you want to jump in at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. You know, Andy, I, I, again, I, I wanted to start with this only because it happened a couple of days ago, and I figure people all burnt out about it, but I'm like, let's just get it out of the way since it's like 6 in the morning Eastern, 3 uh, in the morning on the West Coast, and that's Antonio Brown, who may or may not have used a illegal vaccine card or a fake va- vaccine card. Have we ever found out exactly? Because I guess his chef is ratting him out. Have we ever found out exactly? Did he use a, a bogus card or not? Because I guess the team is saying we haven't found any indiscrepancies with his card compared to everybody else's. I, I love the response that Bruce Arians had a couple of hours ago. He said, it, 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 we've checked it out. We did our due diligence. NFL is going to do their due diligence. This isn't a story. Let's talk about football. You know, he, He's like old school. He really is. But let me tell you something. Yeah. If there was going to be anybody in the world and the NFL to use a fake vax card, I, I probably would say it would be Antonio Brown. I'm, I'm not surprised. Really, that's just the kind of guy he is. And look, I don't know why anybody on God's green earth would even want to work for this guy because the history that he has of not paying his help or things like that, it, it's, it's from here to there. It really is. So his chef is probably upset. He probably didn't get he'd be paid. So he's going to write him out and say he had a fake card. I'm not surprised. But I, want to, I will be surprised if the NFL does nothing about it. They did nothing with, with Aaron Rodgers. What did they do with Aaron Rodgers? They find Green Bay Packers $300,000 and Aaron Rodgers gets a, gets a lunch ticket for four, fourteen grand. What happened over there? You know, and I I agree with you. It's one thing if you want to go ahead and, and, and do things differently or skirt the rules. It's another thing when you start doing it with science. And I don't care if you want to get the vaccine or not. I think everybody should get vaccinated. That's my own personal opinion. Matter of fact, I was I was taking a look back at what was going on in the United States when we were coming up with the polio vaccination with Dr. Jonas Salk. And we pretty much eradicated polio um, yes. because of his vaccine. So, And it took us 20-something years. Our first attempt at the polio vaccination did not work the first couple of years. But it didn't kill people. I, you know, it's amazing. I used to work with somebody who used to say, I don't want to get the vaccine. I don't want to get the vaccine. My body, my body. And I'm like, fine. 
um, but you're 100 pounds overweight. You eat fast food like it's going crazy. You drink <laughs> soda. Well, no, no, but it, 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 you're going to say I, I'm worried about what goes into my body, but, uh, you know, yet you're eating terribly. You, you're you probably going to get diabetes. It, it doesn't make sense to me um, when you say you're worried about what goes into your body and then you put stuff like that in. You know what I mean? And it's not for you. It's for the loved ones. It's for ones you work with, the, your, your kids, your wife, your relatives. That's who it's really for. If you don't want to put it in your body, fine. Think think about the people that you love. That That's the key right there. But let me let me go one step further. Yeah, yeah. All these athletes who have a tremendous stage, they can really get the word out and say, hey, hey, go, go vaccinated. Here's the deal. When they were playing high school ball, I guarantee you that they could not play for their high school team unless they were vaccinated. I went to school in New York City. I know I couldn't have gone to school unless I got my small smallpox, uh, oh, chicken your, your pox, measles, your measles, measles mumps, or, or polio, and you, yeah. mumps. You couldn't go to school. They wouldn't let you go to school. Now it's a big deal because now it's political. That's the that's the bottom line now. But you you still cannot go to school. In most places, unless you right. get the measles, mumps, and rubella shot. So um, what makes those vaccines any better than the one we're working on? Now people are going to say, well, we've had that in existence for a while. Well, somebody had to be the first. And I don't remember people dying from vaccines that did not work. So, But, but that's beside the point. As we get off the topic, I'm talking about Antonio Brown. The NFL's got to come down hard on people that are going to use bogus, fake medical cards. You either um, get the vaccine or you abide by their rules. Um, I have the vaccine. Tuesday, I'm going to one of our theaters here in town. You got to wear a mask. So either I don't go or I got to wear a mask. I don't go ahead. I don't get to make the rules. So I think the NFL has to come down hard on people that are going to use bogus cards and, you know, try to uh, pull one over on everybody, Andy. I thought you always wore a mask. (laughs) Yeah, only on Halloween, my friend. Okay, there you go. All right. Only on Halloween. But so I I just wanted to get that out of the way um, with Antonio Brown. I just hate when everybody thinks – that they're above the rules. And, you know, it did bother me about Aaron Rodgers trying to pull a fast one on us. He did try to mislead us. I'm not going to say he lied. I'm not going to say that, um, you know, he purposely said something different. But he did try to mislead us, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he did a good job of it, too. <laughs> he did, He certainly did, no doubt did. about that. Yeah. Uh, you want to get in, like I said, at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We do have a bunch of top 25 games to get to. I just want to bring this up from last week when I, I don't know if you happen to see this where Alabama was playing like New Mexico State and they were like a 51 point favorite. Today's games, we got Charleston Southern in Georgia. I don't think there's even a line on that game. Prairie View AM against Texas AM, the Battle of AM, Tennessee State and Mississippi State. Nothing bothers me more than cream puff games like this, Andy. That is absolutely hard. I understand that you want to get a win, but do you have to go to the bottom of the barrel? No offense to like a New Mexico State that had one win, but do you have to go down so low is what I'm thinking. The kids just schedule a little bit better. You know what, though? For a long, long time, I was in your corner. And a long time I'd say to myself, you know, it's disgusting. It's disgusting for season ticket holders. The players on the team probably don't even want to play. Georgia doesn't want to play uh, Charleston Southern today. However, I would say this. I've changed my tune. Why do I say that? Georgia in a tough conference, the toughest conference in the country, the SEC. They cannot afford to have a loss. If they have a loss, and they're not going to lose to Georgia, but you never know. You just don't know. They, so if you're the commissioner of the SEC, you know that these guys are playing tough football every week, in and out, 
they need to have a, a, a win on their schedule and if they have a loss, another loss, a second loss, they're finished. So I, I understand. I get the logic behind it. And for Char- Charleston Southern or Prairie View or anybody else, it's a great payday because they're getting a bonus check. They're getting a guarantee to come there and get their head clobbered. That's what it is. So I, I get it. I mean, the SEC, if you're the commissioner of the SEC, you have no problem whatsoever having your schools who go up battling every single week getting their brains knocked out to have a game like this in their schedule. So I, I get the whole the whole scenario now. Yeah, but can't you go ahead and at least schedule a Power 5 conference? Can't you go to the bottom of the Power 5 conferences? Do you, do you have to go to the New Mexico states with one win? Do you, it's like they scout out to see how bad these teams are going to be. George is a 50-point favorite over Charleston Southern. By the way, right. they're a 50-point favorite over under is 55 and a half. How many, <laughs> many points you think they're going to uh, think Charleston Southern's going to score? Texas A&M, 41-point favorite over Prairie View, over under a 49. I mean, this is ridiculous. I, I mean, you could schedule bottom of the barrel, but at least go to the Power 5 conferences, Andy. You, you know? know, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I wouldn't mind seeing like a, a Georgia playing a school from the Mid-American Conference, like a Miami of Ohio or Eastern Michigan, something like that. But then again, you're taking the chance of a possibility of a loss. And I think the SEC cannot afford a loss. You can't have a team in the SEC going to the Final Four with two losses. End of story. So I get why they're playing a, a Charleston Southern or why Texas A&M is playing a Prairie View. I, I I understand that. I just don't think it has to be like a 40 and 50 point favorite. I, I'd love to see where there's a team that actually has a chance to pull off the upset. Even if you've got to play Kansas. How about Kansas the last uh, two, three weeks um, with the upset over Texas and playing good amazing. against And they played great against Oklahoma. At least take on Kansas. You know what I mean? Do, yeah. do something like that. But um, you won't get to that also. I just think it hurts college football. Uh, you know, you, you, first of all, if you looked at the schedule today, I think there's only like two or three games that have matchups against uh, ranked opponents uh, against each other. Otherwise, we don't even have that. That That's bad. Well, Michigan State, football. Ohio State, basically, that's, that's the game today. And maybe Iowa State, Oklahoma is a possibility. But other than that, i, I got to believe Oregon, Utah, that's a biggie too because it has some ramifications. But the Michigan State, Ohio State, basically, that's the game of the day. Yeah, but and, and all the college football games, you, you rattled off three, and those were the three. <laughs> those were the three big games. I need more. I need more in my plate, Andy. If you're going to give me, if you're going to send me to the buffet, don't tell me just to, <laughs> don't just tell me to fill up half my plate. I got to fill up the whole plate and then start putting stuff on top. You, you can't just give me three games and make me go away, Andy. Okay, I'll give you SMU Cincinnati. There's a biggie, too. Uh, I'm going to get to Cincinnati. Matter of fact, if you want to get into the show, uh, at Andy Furman FSR, I'm at Stinking Genius One. You brought up Cincinnati, Andy, and we're going to come back and talk about this because no offense to you, because I know you lived out there in the Ohio area. We don't want Cincinnati in the playoff, okay? I'm, I'm sorry to break the news you to you. You sound like, like a committee member. Yes, I, I should be a committee member. We're going to come back. We'll talk about why we don't want Cincinnati. Andy will scream bloody murder because I'm, I'm sure he does want Cincinnati. And we'll tell you what we know the latest about. Uh, are we going to go from four teams to 12? So that's all coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good morning, everybody. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio on an early, early Saturday morning. We're in for Anthony Gargano. Anthony taking the weekend off. If you want to be part of the show, real simple, at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Andy, don't take it personally. We don't want your type in the playoffs. We don't want Cincinnati in the 14 playoffs. Now, if it was 12 teams, and I heard Dan Patrick say, that there's a good chance we may have 12 teams next year if they're able to get it done, um, I think, right around January, December, January. But otherwise, if there's going to be four teams, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, when one of those teams loses, Michigan will jump Cincinnati. Uh, if that doesn't happen, Michigan State will jump Cincinnati. And then if, if we want to add injury to insult, Notre Dame will jump Cincinnati, even though Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Sorry, Andy. We just don't have room for your uh, Cincinnati. May, may I say one thing? You are preaching to the choir. Because oh, wow. I do, live in the, I do live in the Cincinnati market, and I'm the only one that's screaming, yeah, I'd love to see them in the Final Four, but they don't deserve to be in the Final Four. Only. They only have three wins against teams with winning records. Miami of Ohio, which is the MAC Conference, Central Florida, which is terrible, and Notre Dame, which makes the t- the game today against SMU one of the key games on their schedule. Look, they're 10-0. and I think any time you're undefeated in any conference, Little League, whatever it may be, it's, it's a compliment to what you do. No doubt about that. Their strength of schedule as of today is 99th in the country. They don't deserve it. Their strength of schedule on the remaining games is 53rd in the country. They have too many things to worry about to get them in there. In other words, if Notre Dame were to lose one one more game, they're finished. Notre Dame loses one more game the rest of the year, which I don't think they will, then Cincinnati's finished. They are too dependent. 
dependent on other teams for their own success. And that's just not good. And look, I'd love to see them do it. As, as I say, I live in the area. They, they've created a lot of interest. A lot of people, of fans that are going to the games, which I hadn't done before. A, a lot of, and look, ESPN was there with their game day show, right, which is unreal. Right. But the thing is, they are not deserving to go. That's the key. Their schedule is not good enough. When they move to the Big 12 in two years, then I'll say, yes, go. What are the locals saying? Are they like, oh, I, we knew – first of all, are you even shocked that teams were leaping over Cincinnati and we kept Cincinnati out of the top four? Because I knew that was going to happen. Two, what are the locals saying out there? they got to be screaming bloody murder. Oh, they're wearing T-shirts that say <laughs> Cincinnati against the world. I mean, you know, I, I understand it. You have a lot of passion. You have a lot of love for the hometown team. But the point is this. Look – Look who they're playing. They're playing SMU today. SMU's not even ranked by the playoff committee. This is a win that's going to resonate in the rankings for next week. If Cincinnati loses today, they're finished. That's it. I mean, if they lose today to an unranked SMU team, it's terrible. And they got to play Houston. And Houston won big last night against Memphis. Houston's 24th, which is a good thing for Cincinnati. At least they're playing a school that's ranked. They're not even playing ranked schools anymore. When they beat Indiana earlier this year, Indiana yeah. wasn't even ranked. Okay, uh, so you got two wins on the schedule, Indiana-Notre Dame, and Indiana wasn't ranked. Uh, we're getting tons of tweets. If you want to get in, at Andy Furman, FSR. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Paul says, best show ever. Andy and Arnie, that came no, in. Wait, who's this guy, Paul? What, what does he know? <laughs> what do you- Not really. We, we've, been on the, we've been on the radio for seven minutes, and it's the best show ever. Is, I mean, I, come on, really. I, what is he, well, a relative then, of yours? Let me, let me give you what Holly sent in. Uh, Holly says, you two are like grumpy old guys on the Muppets. Do you derive joy from being grumpy? I, how did we, what, we're we 24 grumpy? minutes in. Why are we so, I just don't want Cincinnati in the, in the 14 playoff. Does that make no, us grumpy? I, I want Andy? them in. They're not deserving. That's the key. They, I, I'd love to see them in. I just don't think they deserve to be in there. Why are you so grumpy, though? I guess is what she wants to know. Are you a grumpy old man or what? There, Hell Andy? no. Hell, I'm a lover. <laughs> I'm a lover. Hell no. Um, it, 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 Cincinnati, and I'm an elitist. They're, I'm a blue blood. Uh, they don't have the cachet. Like you said, they don't have the schedule. They don't have the name. Now, Andy, if there was 12 teams in the playoffs, then I'm I'm all for, I'm all for Cincinnati. You know, people are like, oh, isn't that big of you? All for Cincinnati when they're number five and you're taking twelve teams in there. Um, I don't care if they were number eleven and we're taking twelve teams in there. Then I would like to get the marginal teams in to see if they could pull off the upset. Not when you have four, but when you have twelve. And I think it'd be fantastic if we got this thing going next year and got twelve teams in. It would. I make think twelve's too many, yeah. Arn. I, I really do. I think twelve is much too many because look, I, I like the way it is right now. You got you. At power five conferences. I think anytime you win a conference championship, you should be automatically be in. So that's five right there. Okay. And, and may, maybe eight. Maybe eight's not a big deal. Twelve, you're getting kind of kind of crumpled. I mean, kind of like what winning, watering it down just a little bit. So I, I like eight. You know, uh, eight, eight's not a bad number. But you know what I like about the NCAA? Yeah, but then we, well, I, I want to say, but then we have to get take like garbage teams from the Big Twelve. Who doesn't that? Who won't have Oklahoma and Texas anymore? You know? Well, Oklahoma, and Texas being the SEC, and, and right. you know what? What Texas did against Kansas, they'll never see a postseason game again. Really? <laughs> I mean, if they can't win in the Big Twelve, they're never going to win in the SEC. There's no what? way. What were you going to say about the NCAA men's basketball? No, no, the, yeah. the basketball tournament. The beauty of that tournament is you'll have like these Cinderella teams, like Loyola yes. of Chicago, right? Yes. The University of Vermont, 
You know, they, they've been in there for, for a couple of years. They don't, you don't have that in football right now, which I think Cincinnati is like the Cinderella, and that's why people are kind of clinging on and loving them. But the point is this, they're not deserving of it. Now, if you move it to eight, you know, maybe even 12, if you say, then you got the Cinderella factor, you know, of a team that is, is a nomad that never would play a big-time school and maybe cannot go off to David and Goliath. That, that's the thing. But right now, I don't want to see that. I want to see the four best teams in the land. That's what I want to see. We want to see the four best, but like I said, though, um, 12, then I'm okay taking the uh, Power 5 conference winners, but you got to figure out a way to take about three or four teams from from the SEC, don't you, Andy? I mean, um, there'll be at least uh, two to three deserving, and then you squeeze in one more. Uh, that's why we got to go to 12. I'd like to see a team from the Pac-12. You know, Utah's playing oh. Oregon today. If Utah wins this game, it would be five years in a row without a playoff bid for the Pac-12. I mean, that's how bad the Pac-12 is. The Pac-12's got to get a team in the Final Four. Do you think we'll eventually go to the super conferences? I mean, we're already moving teams around. I knew this was going to happen, but what are we going to go to, like, the super conferences where we just have a west, east, north, and south, and there's, like, 20 teams or something like that? Because um, the conference situation we have right now isn't going to cut it for college football. We've we've destroyed it. We we really have like really the SEC and then everybody else is trying to keep up and it's not right. working. Even the Pac-12 now is becoming irrelevant and that really pains me because I went to the University of Arizona and I'm a Pac-12 guy, but it's certainly on the back burner right now, Andy. I would say this. I think that in the future, and just my prediction looking through a crystal ball, I think they, they're going to break away from the NCAA and they'll form their own league. And like you say, they're like four, four divisions or whatever it may be of 16 teams each or whatever it may be. They're just going to break away from the NCAA. And that's the way it's going to be. I mean, uh, the money factor, just, just the way it is. And there's too much money to be had. You know, when I see Texas and Oklahoma jumping around to the SEC, that's going to kill a Big 12. It really is. I mean, I love the Big 12. I used to live out in the Midwest. I used to live in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas. The Texas-Oklahoma game was the greatest game in the world in that area. It really was. Now they're going to the SEC. Uh. I miss geographic rivalries. Now, yes. When you and I Nebraska, were Nebraska, Oklahoma, and stuff right, like when, that. Yeah. When we were little tykes, when we were little tykes, we, we used to love conferences because conferences basically were geographic rivalries. It was Pittsburgh playing Temple. You know, it was uh, uh, Syracuse playing uh, St. John's Pittsburgh in the Big Temple, East. Temple, that's what you're going to give me? Uh, I mean, the, the yeah. Army, Navy. I, I'm talking about t- teams that were yeah. geographically together, and there was a rivalry there. Now, there's no rivalries. There really is. I mean, Conferences are not based on rivalries. They're based on money. Why is Maryland in the Big Ten? Well, I, it's money. That's it. You know, I, Rutgers in the Big Ten, they can't compete. I was about to ask you, the only rivalries really left, um, that if you're not a fan of the team and it's still national, that you would just tune in to see maybe Michigan-Ohio State. Right. Um, I don't even know if Alabama-Auburn anymore, the Iron Bowl, is one of those I've got to must-see TV. Well, Oklahoma-Oklahoma State maybe. Not really. Remember when USC Notre Dame used yeah. to be? You used to talk about that weeks ahead of time. Now that's just another good game on the schedule. That's not even must see TV unless I mean obviously you want to watch it because it's two big teams. But that's not a rivalry like it used to be, Andy. You well, know? USC UCLA too. Oh, geez. I mean, that would always decide who'd win the pack and then go on and um, you know play in the Rose Bowl. 
Right. But you don't have that either. I'm all for getting rid of these bowl matchups too. You know what I mean? We've well, we've, and I'll tell you yeah. something that's funny because we know we live for these Tuesday night uh, college football rankings. I mean, think about this: on Sunday evening or Monday morning, you're going to get the Associated Press or the college coaches poll. Who cares? Those polls are meaningless right now, and that's why everybody is arguing in the Cincinnati area. Going back, go, going back to retrace the circle that you brought up. You know, oh, Cincinnati's ranked third in the AP poll. The AP poll doesn't mean squat. It doesn't mean anything. It's all about Tuesday night and, and the college football playoff poll. You want to get in real simple. Andy Furman, FSR. I'm at stinking genius one. Uh, when we get back, I'm surprised Andy Furman hasn't been fired for a whole bunch of stuff. He said, well, we'll explain what? when we what? get back. Oh, we're going to explain that. I'm surprised what? I haven't been fired. But first, our first check and see what's trending with our buddy, K-Fig. What's going on, K-Fig? What's going on, Arnie? Always a pleasure to be with you boys. We'll uh, check in on the NBA first here. The Suns winning their 11th consecutive game, a 112-104 to victory over the Mavericks who do not have Luka Doncic in the lineup. He's dealing with knee and ankle injuries, his second straight game that he has missed. Zach Levine, 36 points for the Bulls, who beat up Denver 114-108. to Boston getting 38 points from Jason Tatum in a blowout victory over LeBron James and the Lakers. Wins for Toronto, Milwaukee, and the Pelicans, who defeated the Clippers. Golden State over Detroit, 105-102, to despite not having Steph Curry or Draymond Green in the lineup. Jordan Poole, 32 points there. Cleveland Cavaliers guard Colin Sexton is out for the remainder of the year after under going surgery for a torn meniscus. In college football, 19th-ranked San Diego State beat UNLV 28-20, improving to 10-1. 24th-ranked Houston defeated Memphis 31-13. They are also 10-1 on the season. Wins for Washington State and Air Force as well. In college hoops, 4th-ranked Michigan beat UNLV 74-61. Top 25 wins for Duke, Gonzaga, and Kentucky. Wins in the NHL for Colorado and Vancouver. Injury news out of the NFL. Saints running back Alva Kamara is out versus the Eagles with a knee injury. Taysom Hill is questionable with a foot injury and Seahawks running back Chris Carson will have season ending neck surgery back to Arnie and Eddie all right, thanks K-Fig. a lot, K-Fig. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're sitting in for Anthony Gargano on this busy Saturday morning. You want to be part of the show, real simple. If you want to send some tweets, at Andy Furman, FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Lots going on. We'll get to the NFL, obviously. We'll take a look at Week 11 games. We got a lot of Top 25 games to break on down. We got Bernie Fratto. You got our picks. Busy, busy Saturday morning. I wanted to bring this up, um, Andy, because... When I said I'm surprised both of us have not been fired for stuff we've said, um, I used to work in Dallas. We used to be, I used to be on the flagship of the Dallas Cowboys. And I got to tell you, for out of all the places I've worked, they never once came to us and said, can you ease up on the Cowboys? Can you ease up on Jerry Jones? We had a host that would say stuff about the uh, Wade Phillips, who was the coach at the time, calling him like names like Stumble Doofus and stuff like oh, that. Geez. I go, have a little respect. You could you could say the guy's a good coach, a bad coach, give him an extension, fire him. You don't have to get into the name calling. Right. I only bring this up, Andy, because you ever you ever worry about some of the stuff you say coming back and maybe getting you fired? The re- reason I bring this up, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, there was an Arizona State uh, reporter, sideline guy that does the football games. He went on a podcast was critical about the coaching staff. He was fired for those comments. Now a couple of announcers who do the play-by-play for Texas Tech uh, in in the Big 12, they've been removed from the game this weekend for being very critical of the officials in the game last week. So my question to you is, 
One, are you ever worried about some of the stuff you say coming back and biting you? And two, shouldn't they be allowed to just give their opinions? Or is it going over the top when you start taking, I'm not going to say shots, but when you take shots, I guess, at officials and the coaching crew? What do you think? Well, I'll answer part A and then part B. Okay, uh, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about getting fired because uh, when you're in a – Roll and you're on a roll with the passion coming out of your mouth. It just comes out. It flows out. I worry about it after it comes out, you know, but certainly, you know, you, you get reprimanded at times. As far as saying certain things. Yeah. I worked it at the flagship station of the Cincinnati Reds and Cincinnati Bengals for like 18 years, 700 WLW radio in Cincinnati, a powerhouse, powerhouse station. I love yes. you. Yeah. And uh, we, we, March Shot was the owner of the Reds. And I had a decent relationship with March, but we were told, I think it was part of the contract with the Reds baseball team, that you couldn't get personal. You, you oh. could criticize what she does. You can't get personal. And, and I agree with that. I mean, you, you, there's no Why could you reason. say she, she needs to sell the team or was that going too far? Something no, like that, that that would be fine. That okay. would be fine. But you just right. personally, you know, just say, you know, put the cigarette down, Marge, and right, do this. Right, you know, right, you know, right. make you rest in peace. But the the point is that I, I'm with you on that. The personal stuff. I mean, look, you want to criticize an official? That's fine. I remember the late Chuck Mayshock. Chuck Mayshock used to do the color commentary for the University of Cincinnati basketball games on WLW Radio. He okay. roomed with Oscar Robertson when he was in college. He was a basketball wow. player. Uh, when Cincinnati was in a NCAA tournament game in Utah years ago, because Chuck passed away two years ago, uh, he went nuts on an official. He went nuts on a call, and he was thrown out of the game. He was removed. And, wow. Uh, and it was, I, I never heard that. I never saw that. I wasn't at the game. Are officials you, off limits? Go ahead. I'm sorry. And he just he, he stopped the game, and I was listening to the game on radio. I said, what's going on? They stopped the game. The official walked over to the scorer's table and said, you get out. And he threw Chuck Mayshock out of the game. I, wow. I never heard of a radio announcer being tossed out of a game, but he was tossed out. Why the official even heard it, how he heard it, I don't know. But, you know, there's a fine line, and I guess a lot of people have different boiling points, but the, the, the key is, I think the, the bottom line is this, just don't get personal. You know, don't, don't talk about what he wears, how he combs his hair, you know, if he's got bad breath, if he has one tooth. I mean, I think those personal things should be left aside. Well, the, the Big 12 Texas Tech announcers were on the officials. Now, they said something like, well, they obviously don't want Texas Tech or they want Iowa State winning this game. Um, is that over the line when you say something like that? Yeah, is because that... you're assuming that the officials oh. have, a, have an interest that they're not playing it down the middle, and that's not right. And and they were they were taking aim at Bob Bowlesby, the yes, commissioner of the Big 12. Right. They took shots at him. He says, says the crew is completely out of control. I, 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 you know, you make a bad call, it happens. They're human. I don't think they're out of control, but these guys basically were big-time homers. Really, I mean, uh, I'm surprised what, but, but, they suspended well, one game. But that's what announcers are, right? You're big-time homers. If you were doing the Cincinnati game, Andy, you'd be, yay, team, yay, I want you to win, let's go, let's go. That, that's what local play-by-play guys are, right, aren't they, or what? There's no doubt. I mean, if you're yeah. turning on a local game, you want to hear the guy rooting for your team, that's why you're turning the game on, okay? But I think that as a re- representative of that university or school, you have an obligation to, to adhere to the policies of the university, your, your representative of that school, and also representative of that conference about the game officials. You have to respect their job and what they do. You know, you could just say, he blew the call. That To me, it looked like a bad call. I watched basketball game last night, and it looked like there was a bad call. I was watching West Virginia playing uh, Marquette, and it was a bad call. So it looked like a goaltending call. Then they came back. The announcers came back and said, you know what? Maybe it wasn't that bad of a call. You could criticize the call. Sure. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're not going to say the guy's a bad official. Just criticize the call. You ever get into it with an athlete? The reason I bring this up, Michelle Beadle was doing her podcast. Um 
and she had on Paul Pierce, both of them former uh, ESPN employees. She said that LeBron James tried to get her fired uh, when she was at ESPN. You ever had a um, uh, a player want to get you fired for something you said? You know, I I can't recall that. I just uh, I don't think. I don't think that happened. I I know there was some management. I mean, Bob Huggins. I'm at the sure time, there's been some players that have been uh, oh, not very happy upset with, with me. You. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of them didn't talk to me. I mean, I, I I've been, uh, but I think that's part of the game. I mean, it's part of the business. If you if you can't handle that, then don't be in this business. I mean, yeah. But what my my, my policy has always been this: if I'm going to criticize somebody, yeah. I'm going to show my face the next day in the locker room if I can, and I usually did. You know, uh, I, we had the Reds games, as I said. And a lot of times, I would do pre and post game shows for Reds baseball. Well, I would say something. I mean. Ken Griffey Jr. at times would never talk to me, but I'd go down to the locker room right after the game or the, before the next game, and you know, I said something. I said, hey, he didn't run it out. Boy, he looked pretty bad on that. And I went down to the locker room, and he looked at me. He said, hey, man, you know, I was sick. I, and I went back on the radio that night, and I said, you know what? I spoke to Ken this afternoon in the locker room before the game, and he told me that he didn't run it out last night when I was criticizing him because he said he had a fever. You know, <laughs> I, I think they respect you, I think, if you come down and show your face. And, and sometimes you have to eat a bowl of garbage. You know that because it's twenty four <laughs> against one. You, you know, I mean, they they all circle they, they circle the wagons and they go crazy on you. And I've taken it. I've eaten the bowl of crap. I mean, I've done you know, it more than once. There's uh, riders that have had that have been boycotted by the teams. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I just yeah. don't think that's right though. Whether it's because of their writing or because of the newspaper themselves. Um, that's a dangerous situation to go ahead and and do that against the media. You, you can't you can't take it so personal, Andy. You know you can't do that. Look, it's only sports. You know what? <laughs> At the end of the day, it, it's it's something that people go to kill time and relax and have fun with. But uh, you know, there's a lot of people in our business that think it's life and death, and it's not life and death. You know, been, it's something yeah. to go to to get away from life and death. Yeah, yeah. I just I just sometimes worry about that because you see, like the Texas Tech crew. I'm like, you know, yeah, they were pretty much, uh, you know, anti-officials and were being very critical of the officials, but I didn't think they were going to get suspended for it, Andy. I, I thought maybe they'd say, hey, you guys got to tone it down a little bit, but we're not going to suspend you um, because of what you were saying about the officials, though. I don't think the school would have suspended it, but I think when you go after the conference commissioner, I think he probably got on the horn and said, hey, I want well, these so it was guys about him, right? Yeah. yeah, right. It wasn't about the officials. It's about the commissioner, right? Right. I love it. All right, you want to get in. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier, win for Anthony Gargano, uh, getting a lot of tweets. We'll get to them later on. We'll actually get to them next segment at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll start taking a look at what's coming up in the top 25. Lots to get to right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, good morning, everybody. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier. We're in for Anthony Gargano on this Saturday, 20th day of November. So much to get to. You want to be part of the show, Andy Furman, FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Real quick, Andy, I, I think I know where you're going to answer this one or the way you're going to answer this one. But we talked about this last week when I was filling in with Anthony uh, for Anthony Gargano with Jason Martin. And Jason Martin lives in a uh, it lives in Nashville, so it's a very uh, musical town. Obviously, I'm just wondering if you had to spend a thousand dollars of your own money, would you spend a thousand? I have you have to spend the. Th- I know you're cheap, Andy, but if you had Real to cheap. spend, I have no you, pockets in my pants. If you, <laughs> if you had to spend a thousand or five thousand, would you want to go to a great concert 
or a great game. The reason I bring this up, the Rolling Stones are going to have their final concert, I think, three days from now on the 23rd. Um, great concert or great game? Because I got ripped like crazy for saying concerts are overrated. The music's never as clear or good as when they're in the studio. Um, it's just so crowded. You could really barely, you know, hear the music and have a good time. And it's just not as fun. You know what I mean? I I'd go to a game a hundred out of a hundred times. I'm not a, I'm not a concert guy. You know, I'm not, that's not my thing, Andy, but what would you do? You know what? I'm not a concert guy either, but I did see the Rolling Stones when they came to Cincinnati because I love the Rolling Stones, but I had a, a, a situation where they had the concert outside of Great American Ballpark. And I was fortunate enough to be like right downstairs, right near them. Otherwise, I ain't spending $10,000 to a concert because, first of all, you go there and all you do is smell pot, okay? You walk, you walk out of the high as a kite, and everybody's standing. I don't know why they stand. The same thing in a football game. I'll spend $1,000 to go to a game if I could be in a luxury box and eat and drink. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm no longer sitting with the crowd. I'm not being an elite guy. I just don't like crowd. I don't like everybody standing up. I don't know why when you go to a football game, you got to stand. Why pay for a seat? You're never sitting. You know what I mean? And you you know that you go to a game everybody's standing i don't get it when i was in college my roommates dragged me to a grateful dead concert okay i get out of the car we're heading our way toward the entrance uh, a bunch of people are twirling in circles um <laughs> who knows what they were on just right? twirling and just twirling in circles and and dancing and we get to the front thing and everybody's like all right you ready to have some fun and, and i turn to them i go hey I don't have time for this. We got some college football going on. I got some NFL I want to get ready for. I just, I'm going home. I said, this is not my scene, man. I don't need to hang hang out with people that are twirling in circles barefoot and not knowing what the hell time it is. I tried talking to one. I tried talking to one girl. I go, hey, first concert. She looked at me like she didn't even look at me. It was like I wasn't even there. Well, I was invisible. I, well, she couldn't I'm, see you. <laughs> That's what. Right. I'm, I'm like, get me out of here. By the way, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's absolutely amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Um, don't you wish your name was Mel Tucker? What was that? 95? Is it 95 million? I don't want to take any money away from from him 95 million 10-year contract wow andy not wow. bad i mean you talk about body of work what does he like he's coached five games i mean come on you know really and truly if i'm a student first of all you know i i paid for my kids to go to college all right. So yes. to me, I'm saying like that money is going to pay for these athletic guys. OK, for these coaches. Maybe I blew it. Maybe I should have been a coach because that's where <laughs> the money seems to be. Right? I mean, honestly, even if you get fired, you know, you turn up like a bad penny, you go to another school. I, I, I just think it's, it's outrageous. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous how much these guys get. And I think that money falls back on a tuition for parents and students to pay and they can't pay their student loans. Maybe I'm crying. Maybe I am an old grumpy guy like Holly. He said on Twitter, maybe I am, but you know what? I think there's something wrong with this with this system when this guy's getting 95 million to coach football. There's something wrong there. Okay, let me let me ask you: Are you saying it's in Mel Tucker's case because he um, doesn't have the cachet or the skins on the wall? Or are you talking about like somebody like a Nick Saban who makes like both? Money? Yeah. Both. I mean, I mean, he got he's the highest paid guy in the state. Yeah. I mean, co- yes. for, for coaching for coaching football. I mean, is is it that important? I guess maybe it yes, is. It is. 
I, I understand the it's money. important. But it's the it, money. money. It brings yeah. money in. It gets them on TV. It sells memorabilia. It, 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 bring, it increases enrollment. I mean, exposure. I, I get all that. I, alumni dollars. But still, there's something wrong. There. And you know what? When, when I see these guys coaching, schlepping along in Division Three and making 50000 a year to coach and doing the same thing that these guys are doing to get $6 million a year, there's something wrong. I mean, if you were coaching in Division Three. College football, Division Two, even right, and you're making fifty, sixty grand a year. Wouldn't you go home to your wife and say, "Why is this guy getting ninety-five million? He's doing the same thing I'm doing. Plus, I'm working even harder because I have to recruit harder to get kids to come to my school." And you feel better now. Well, the money is not getting trickled down to the students. They still have to go ahead and get their own deals in the NIL, uh, name, image, and likeness. But you'd like to think that maybe. Uh, more would be done for the students when all this money was coming in, but I guess that's not going to happen. You Hell know? no. Hell no. <laughs> Weren't they supposed to pay uh, the, the kids depending on the conference? What happened to all that there, Andy? Oh, you know? Come on, really. You, you, you know, money is only taken by a couple of people, a couple of coaches, and that's it. Mel Tucker, $95 million. I want to stick my, my finger down my throat when I read that story. Uh, Easy Money says if Cincinnati makes the playoffs, will uh, Andy Furman finally shave his out of control hairy back? That's that's what oh I, my I don't goodness. know. Jeez, they... <laughs> oh, is that the Cincinnati Bengals or the Cincinnati Bearcats? I don't know I which the one they're Bearcats. talking about. Either one, I, I don't know. You got to be loving that Bengals, Bearcats, all that is a finally uh, you know relevant up there in Ohio. Let, huh? Let's hope so. I mean, let's not count the chickens yet because I think the Bearcats look. They got to be Houston and SMU. That's tough. I mean, I'm not trying to be Mister Negative here, or Debbie Downer. But the point is this: they got to roll to hoe yet, okay? Plus the conference championship game. I don't think they're going to make it, Andy. I don't think people want them in. Call us elitist. Uh, call us the blue bloods. Oh, you're right. I don't. College think... football is the only sport on God's green earth that's decided in a boardroom, not on the field. <laughs> I think you should be on the committee, Andy. To be honest with you, yeah. Well, you the watch the I've games. A, the only thing I have in common with those guys, I drink scotch and smoke cigars. Yes, <laughs> Andy Furman. That's Andy Furman. I'm Arnie Spaniel. Like I said, get on in. We'll get to some tweet at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Let's get ready for a little college football top. 25 action next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ah, good morning, everybody. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier. We're in for Anthony Gargano on this Saturday, 20th day of November. You want to be part of the show real simple? At Andy Furman, FSR, at Stinking Genius One. Andy Furman has to drag himself out of bed on this early. You usually get up this early, Andy. When do you, when do you usually pull yourself out Who of bed? Who said I'm out of bed? <laughs> You're just laying in bed doing this show, huh? Hell yeah. Yes. How great is that? How great is it if you could pull? Remember, things were different. Back then, 10 years ago, you have to go into the station. Now you can sit around in your underwear and do the show, Andy. How great is exactly that? Exactly right. Huh? There you go. No, yes. uh, no, no big. Uh, what, what time do you usually uh, get yourself out of bed, though? What time, you I'm usually up every day about 7, 7.30 in the morning. Oh, okay. Usually. So you're not one of those nuts um, like Jerry Jones that has to get up at, like, what, 2, 3 in the morning and work out and all that stuff? Uh, no, what, no. What, I, I do Mark like Wahlberg to to does that. I, I do like to go to the gym before noon, though. <laughs> yeah, I like to go to the gym if there's a restaurant inside. <laughs> Listen to you. Come on. <laughs> if you get something to eat, then I'll then I'll go to the gym. All right, like I said, plenty to get to. Uh, college football, obviously. Uh, by the way, I, and I hate to ask this, this could get us fired. Um, but are you paying attention to college basketball in the NBA or too soon? Too soon. Too college soon. basketball, yes. The NBA, uh, a little glance here and there. I mean, I, I hear the LeBron story. People were whining. The Lakers got there. Butts kick last night, like 130-108 to the yeah, Celtics. Yeah. LeBron didn't do much. Yeah, I, I just don't think that team's going to gel with all those so-called stars on there. So, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. Really I'm, watching, I'm watching a little college basketball um, as I flip around, especially like on a Friday or something like that. And I'm, and I'm watching some NBA, um, probably the same as college basketball, but still football's taking over, Andy. It's still, still too early to get fully invested into that stuff. You know what I mean? You know, it's funny you mention that because I, I think that right now when you talk about sports in America, it's NFL and college football 1 and 1A. Those are the most popular sports. And, and maybe, you know, maybe I think this Holly thing has gotten in my head. She's got like a condo <laughs> in my head now. Really, she got to me. Maybe I am a grumpy guy because I remember, you know, back in the day, every everybody had their season. You know, this is your time. Yes. This is football. Yes. This is baseball. Because when the World Series was on several weeks ago, it was like an afterthought. It really was. I mean, you know, I, I tuned it on, but certainly NFL was priority. And I think that Major League Baseball knew that because – I think they try to schedule the games around the NFL. You can't compete with the NFL. It's NFL and college football, and basically that's it. And I remember back in the day, college basketball really didn't start till the first week of December, and conference games didn't start till January. 
The the Atlanta Braves did win the World Series, right? I just want to this year was that this year? (laughs) It isn't funny because you know what? In in ten minutes from from now, I'll completely forget who won the World Series. I'll I'll say who won the World Series again, Andy. I mean, it really was, and that you'd think that would have been a big thing. All right, we enough of baseball. We can get fired for this. All right, we have we have a lot to get to. Obviously, top twenty five action. It's all about college football. Just kind of going through the top twenty five, as we mentioned earlier in the show today. Charleston Southern uh, coming in at four and five. They'll go on take on Georgia. Georgia's a fifty one and a half point favorite. Not like Alabama was only a fifty one point favorite over New Mexico State last week. They're fifty one and a half point favorite there's not going to be a problem here um though i gotta tell you i i brought this up earlier in the show if you want to schedule automatic wins i understand um charleston southern is four and five but you got to schedule a power five conference this is this is somebody's going to get could get seriously hurt in something like this but georgia should have no problem over under is 58 and a half so they're telling you charleston southern not going to score a lot of points in this you one you know Andy. you know it's funny you talk about getting hurt i certainly don't want to see that last night i was uh watching the uh, houston game houston memphis game and someone right. in houston got hurt really bad they strapped them up and they carried them out and they, you know if you're a parent you, you're going crazy you don't want to yeah. see that and, you know my kid played sports in high school and they played football as well, and I, I wish he didn't because I used to like you know hold my breath every game he played. But that's another story for another day. But I, I talk about the Georgia game against Charleston Southern. I, I feel for the fans. I mean, if you're a season ticket holder, that game is a throwaway. It really is. I mean, well, that's you, that's when you, you call you, up your friend Andy and say, "Hey, you call you yeah. give your neighbor, you, the guy who yeah. cuts your grass, you say, hey, by the way, I got an extra ticket.' You know, yeah, you, so, you always wanted extra tickets. Here's your chance to go to a game. Right. And but I feel bad for you. You got to buy a season ticket package. You get stuck with with a Charleston Southern. I mean, that's that's what I worry about. I mean, I think the students students probably getting free. Don't you think? I mean, I don't know the Georgia situation. If you're if you're a student, University of Georgia, it's probably a student section, and they're probably getting free. I would think. Well, you, Part you know of the what, student dues. You know what else is this weekend? If you're going to play Charleston Southern, uh, and last weekend was as I mentioned, Alabama, New Mexico State. That's the weekend you plan the weddings. You know what I mean? Usually right. you don't. You know, usually <laughs> right. you don't plan it in the fall. But when right. you, Alabama's playing, well, they're playing New Mexico State. Okay, well then that's fine. You can get married then. That's fine. Obama Mitzvah. Obama Mitzvah. But is that not true? I mean, you could say, well, you're not going to miss much. They're playing Charleston Southern, so we decided to have our wedding. Um, we'll have the game on in the background, but uh, we'll have our wedding because uh, it's going to be an easy win for Georgia in that one. All right, uh, moving on. Michigan State's going to be taking out Ohio State. That That's the big matchup, number yes. seven against number four. I got to tell you, I'm surprised Ohio State's this big of a favorite at 19, and I know they've been dominating, but Michigan State – my goodness, man, get 19 in this one. And I didn't even think about taking them on the money line, pulling off the upset. Uh, we'll see if Mel Tucker's going to start earning that $95 million. Great matchup here. I think it's going to be a lot closer than the line's indicating. I think it's going to be a good game here, Andy. I really do. I know if, if they beat Ohio State, Michigan State wins. That's going to put them ahead of Michigan in the playoff rankings and maybe back into the number three spot. Uh, and that's a spot they had before Michigan State lost to Purdue a couple of weeks ago. But next weekend, they got to play Penn State, and then they got to play um, uh, for the Big Ten East title. They could also win the division with a loss to Penn State if Michigan loses to Maryland and then they knock off Ohio State, which I don't think is going to happen. I, I, Ohio State's tough. They really are. They're tough at home, but I'd love to see Michigan State win this game. I really would. Andy, this is your neck of the woods, especially when we're talking Big Ten country. You got Ohio State and everything like that. 
There's no doubt they're the second-best conference, but they've taken a step backwards also, Andy. It's all SEC and, and everybody else. I don't know what the Big Ten is going to do. Really, I thought it was the re, I thought what they needed to do was to get Notre Dame, but there was, that wasn't going to happen. Notre Dame in the COVID year played in the ACC. That's what they needed. I still think the the Big Ten needs a shot in the arm somehow, Andy. Well, I think the Big Ten is top heavy. You got Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Basically, that's it. You got schools uh, that like like Rutgers, uh, Northwestern. I mean, those schools just don't belong in that conference with the competition level. They just don't. So you got well, top well, heavy well, schools. Easy on Northwestern. Don't start picking on them. Northwestern should be in the Ivy League. Come on. Northwestern and Vanderbilt should be in the Ivy League. I mean, but at least the Ivy League keeps everything in the same time zone. You know, here's the thing. I I can't believe that there are conferences that span over two time zones. That's nuts, isn't it? Don't you think? Well, again, if if we're going to go to the super conferences, you really had no choice. Um, What bothers me a little bit about the Big Ten, I thought Nebraska going there took away a lot of the rivalries. I'm not even sure why Nebraska wanted to leave the Big 12 at that time when they had so many good rivalries with the Oklahoma games and, and stuff like that. I think it was a big mistake, and you saw it with the record. Um, right. I'm glad they kept Frost and everybody else because I think they're close to turning it around. But um, you were talking about back in the day, Andy. Nebraska. I remember when I was in college, my Arizona Wildcats, who are absolutely horrible now, but they have one win, we were third in the country Number one and number two were Oklahoma and Nebraska with Arizona third. This, this was back in, in the 80s. So right. Nebraska was a power. I mean, it was, it was, if you weren't even a fan and you were just wanting to watch big games, you tuned in to Nebraska, Oklahoma. That exactly. was the big rivalry back then, Andy. Well, you asked the question, you know, I don't understand why Nebraska left. You know, if, if there's a question about anything in the world of sports and you're not too sure of the answer, think money. It's all about the gelt. It's all about the green cabbage. I'm sure they got some big bucks to get out of the conference. And that's why Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC. You know, the competition level, they don't care. They're getting more money. Texas will never win an SEC championship. Ever, never. Well, people were saying that about Texas A&M, but when I was living in Dallas and they were going to go and go to the SEC, I said, they'll just recruit better people. People want to play in the SEC. I think Texas will get a, even though they get some great players now, uh, I think they'll just get a better line of recruits to compete in the SEC, Andy. Well, I I think that there's some parity right now in college football. There's enough uh, players to go around. You know, it's funny. I made the comparison years ago when they formed the Big East Basketball Conference, which is a great conference, and and they put Seton Hall in that conference. I scratched my head. I was living on the East Coast. I said, Seton Hall? Why would Seton Hall? Made it to a championship, didn't they? What what did they do? They went to Seattle. They went to the NCAA title game. P.J. Carlissimo coached that team. Why? Because kids want to play for a great conference. And basically, Seton Hall became a power. They're Pretty good team in the Big East right now. Uh, back to the Michigan State-Ohio State game. Do you think it will be close, or is it going to be an Ohio State ball like the line says at 19? Um, look, CJ I'll Stroud, take the 19. Take Michigan State with 19. Yeah, it, uh, it it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. A lot on the line here, too, as is, is you brought this up. Um, you know, I, I the Michigan loss to Michigan State certainly stung, especially when they were up by like 16 points. But this is for the top of the conference. Ohio State is undefeated in seven and zero. Michigan State six and one. If Michigan State wins, they propel themselves into the top four. Is that what's going to happen, Andy, or what? I think if Michigan State wins, they'll be number three. Now, Michigan State, their run defense is pretty good. It really is. And if, if, if the Ohio State could get anything at all on the ground, 
That's going to be the key right now. Can, can Ohio State run against Michigan State? That's the key right there. I mean, they've got a pretty good air attack, Ohio State. But I tell you what, I think Michigan State wins this ball game. I really do. All right, uh, moving on. Wake Forest going to take on Clemson in the ACC. Wake Forest coming in at number 10. And Clemson not even in the top 25. Who would have thought? Who would have thought right. that Clemson would have this type of year, especially when you saw their uh, their opening game when uh, it was a 10-3 game against Georgia. People were like, oh, what a slobber knocker that was. This is going to be great. Clemson's going to be a good team just because they lost to Georgia 10-3. No big deal about that. Um, but Clemson at seven and three, they've not even been close uh, to, uh, to looking like the Clemson of old. Uh, they're a four-point favorite. I kind of like Wake Forest in this game, but I'm not really paying that much attention to Clemson anymore because they're just not the right. same team out there, Andy. Wake Forest has been one of the greatest success stories of the season this year in college football. Wake Forest nine and one, undefeated in the ACC, and they are one one away from playing for the ACC championship. Who would have thunk that? And they got to win this game to overcome a lot of bad recent history against those Clemson Tigers. And I think that's why people think Clemson's going to win this game because of history. Forget about history. Yeah. Forget about right. that. Talk about today. Clemson 7-3, and 6-2 and two in the conference. They still could win that Atlantic division with a win and one more loss from both Wake Forest and North Carolina State. But I don't think it's going to happen. Wake Forest is just scoring an average of like almost 45 points a game. And I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to win big. I really do. Dabo Sweeney at, at Clemson, he's got to be well, really beside himself at the type of year they're having, though. Um, he's not in any trouble. Don't get that down there. The, though you, you see when Coach O gets let out and, and told that he's not going to be retained and not going to be coming back at the end of the year, USC fires their coach at the beginning of the year. I think that's kind of a mistake. They're not any closer to getting a, a coach to replace those guys than if they would have waited till the end of the year, Andy. You know what I'm saying? You right, you right. follow that a lot. I think they should have just waited till the end of the year. Yeah, and you talk about cream puffs last week. Clemson played UConn in football. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens today. I like Clemson by double digits today, like a 28-17 score. I like wow. Clemson by – yeah. Clemson's – yeah, I, I, I changed my mind on this. I like Clemson. Yeah, you, you certainly yeah. did. You, you thought maybe Wake Forest. Yeah, I, you, but in my heart, I want Wake Forest. But in my mind, I like Clemson. All right. You know you what I'm to... I like Wake Forest because I like the underdog. I mean, you don't see Wake Forest basically in this heat of the action at this time of year in football. But I think Clemson is, is just better. And, and, and Wake Forest got banged up a little bit last week after they went against North Carolina State. They got some injuries. All right, he's Andy Furman. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. Come back, more Top 25. Iowa State in Oklahoma. And we'll talk about the quarterback situation in Oklahoma also. All that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. 
Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good morning, everybody. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're sitting in for Anthony Gargano on this Saturday morning. Let's get to a few tweets also as we continue looking at the top 25. You can reach us at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius One. TJ says, can you give me some love, some FCS love? Mercer in East Tennessee fight it out today for the Southern Conference Championship and an automatic playoff bid. Who That's cares? the way. No, but you know what, Andy? Can you imagine um, today's game if I said to you, uh, Ohio State, Michigan State winner gets the automatic bid to the playoffs. And I mean, how many people would want to tune into that? You know what I mean? To, to get the automatic bid and the winner automatically goes. I'm going to call my, my good friend Mike North. If that Mercer team was playing in my backyard, I closed the drapes. <laughs> you, you could care less on that, would you? Right. Uh, Jim says, you guys are out of your mind if you think Ohio State Michigan State is going to be close. Ohio State has the number one offense in the country and a great pair of receivers. Michigan State has the worst pass defense uh, Great in the run defense, country. though. Yeah, where was that Ohio State offense against Nebraska when they won 26-17 then? Uh, I know they look good against Purdue, but they didn't look so great against Nebraska in that game. Matter of fact, they yeah, only they put thirty three up against Penn State, so nothing to uh, you know cry about there. But yeah, they you have can't a great argue offense. with an Ohio State fan though, Arnie. You just can't. I mean, they're they're bullheaded. They really. I, I give them credit. I mean, they they love the Ohio State Buckeyes. You know, they're probably they're out there right now drinking and partying right now in Columbus in the streets. <laughs> they are. That's where they are. Nothing's better than college football. Yeah, and if they lose, right? they'll they'll burn couches on the street. That's what they'll do. Or it's the referee's fault or something like that. Exactly. Right? Yes. Uh, Iowa State's going to be taking on Oklahoma. Now, of course, Oklahoma started the season with Spencer Ratliff, um, who got the NIL money. And that's a whole nother subject, Andy. Then they made a change because he wasn't getting it done. Caleb Williams comes in. Um, and Oklahoma's offense has looked a lot better. They're at a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State, which I think this one's going to be a good one. I think Iowa State and Purdy, their quarterback, um, not that they're underrated because they've had a good year last year also, but they're 6-4 and four this year. I think this is like if I was going to just watch one game, this this would be the second game behind Michigan State, right. Ohio State. I think I think this is, going to, this is going to be a good one, but I think Ohio, Iowa State can get the upset there. A lot of points in this game, uh, Arnie. I tell you what, I, I like what you're saying. is the second game on, on the docket, I mean, as far as importance right now. I, I got a rooting interest in this game because Matt Campbell, the coach of Iowa State, is a good friend of mine. He used to coach at the University of Toledo, and I like Matt Campbell. I, I mean, they, they, they kind of got a couple of stumbling blocks this year. I thought I'd have a bigger year than they did. But as far as Oklahoma's concerned, they took a big hit last week by losing to Baylor. But they're not out of the football playoff hunt altogether, but they, 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 uh, the Big 12 title is now off the table for Iowa State. They, they're 6-4. and four. 
and they're not going to go anywhere. But they do have that great running back in Brees Hall. They got Brock Purdy. I think they're going to put up a lot of points, but I don't think they're going to put up enough to beat Oklahoma at home. I think it might be a three-pointer. I think something like that, like a 38-35, 37-34 game Oklahoma. A lot of points in this game. Uh, Oklahoma offense should be a lot better than last week. Caleb Williams, uh, the quarterback in Oklahoma, had his rough roughest start, roughest outing as a quarterback in that loss to Baylor last week. Let's see what he does today. They put Rattler in back in that game. I thought that right. was a mistake because I thought Rattler had announced that he was transferring. I guess there's not been any official announcement on that yet, though he's probably going to transfer. I would have just let Williams left him in the game there. I would have said, no, no, um, we're not going to play that game anymore. Um, you know, he's going to transfer. You're our quarterback. We're not going to play rotating quarterbacks. I don't think I would have done that. Um, if it was up to me, I think I would have just went with Williams the rest of the game there, Randy. I'm with you. I'm with you yeah. on that, yes. Uh, by the way, what happens when Oklahoma and Texas leave the Big 12? I mean, how far is that conference going to drop on down? Are we going to care? Would we even be talking about, well, Oklahoma's not even going to be playing those Big 12 teams? By the way, if you're Oklahoma, do you want to salvage you know, some of those uh, rivalries like Oklahoma State, or could you care less? I, I don't know what's going to I think the Big 12 made a massive mistake by not getting some other teams in there, and I think the Big 12 and the Pac-12 should have merged somehow. I, I think they should have figured that out, you know? Well, Oklahoma made a big stink about it because they wanted to go as well. They wanted to leave to the SEC as well, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I don't think they want Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State could possibly rule the Big 12 right now with Oklahoma gone and Texas gone because, you know, Oklahoma is going to play Oklahoma State and that game is going to go a long way for Oklahoma State right now to win that conference. Uh, Texas A&M, they're the 16th uh, ranked team. They come in and take it on Prairie View A&M. It's the battle of the A&Ms. Texas a and is only a 42-and-a-half point favorite in this one, Andy, and over-under is 51, another cream puff game. Though Prairie View is not as big of a cream puff as like a New Mexico State who came in at one and nine or uh, Charleston Southern who's four and five Prairie View comes in at seven and two for what it's worth. Though this is not going to, wouldn't you love to see an upset like this one, a 42 point underdog winning the game, almost like the way Kansas beat Oklahoma. I didn't even know Prairie View had a football team, really. <laughs> I knew it had a basketball team because back in the day they had a guy by the name of Zelmo Beatty who played for Prairie View. Yes, I remember. Played for the St. Louis Hawks. Yeah, but yes. the, the football team used to have, like, long losing streaks. Remember oh. that back in oh, the day? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah you're they right about long, that. And, and the other cream puff game is Mississippi State uh, taking on Tennessee State. Uh, and Mississippi State's a 42-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. Here's what 20, they should do. Plenty of you seats know, available for that, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you have, when you golf, there's a handicap, okay? And, yeah. and I understand that. But when you have a Charleston Southern against a Georgia, there's no handicap, but they – put the, the line in a ridiculous number, they should have guys in a handicap situation where Georgia should play 10 guys against 11. That should be the <laughs> handicap in that game. Really. They should I mean, play 9 right? against 11, you know what I mean? 9 against 11. That should be a handicap, really. If you're going to play Charleston Southern, that's the handicap you have to go against. Georgia, you play 9 guys. Charleston Southern, you play 11. Or you have to take a couple of guys out of the stands. Some of your There you go. Really, yeah. <laughs> Arkansas is taking on Alabama. Uh, this is one of the rank games. I said there was only going to be three. Arkansas is number 21. Alabama, number two. Alabama is almost a three-touchdown favorite. It's 20-and-a-half in this one. Um, they really should have no problems, though. Arkansas, not an easy pushover here. Alabama can't afford to lose another game. Otherwise, uh, they're not going to make the 14 playoff, and then people are going to scream bloody murder. How are we going to get them in the 14 playoff if they lose one more game? I don't know how we're going to figure that well, out. That's not going to happen. Alabama's a one away from wrapping up the division and finally 
finalizing that uh, the showdown with Georgia, of course, but uh, Razorback 7-3. and three. Uh, They hope to make the, the Crimson Tide of Alabama uh, uh, wait another week to add for that accomplishment, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a big, big one today. I think Alabama wins by double digits. Alabama, something like 34-21, to 21, something like that. What happens if Alabama does get tripped up, whether it's Georgia in the championship game or Auburn or something like that? Does that mean they're out? The two-loss Alabama team can't I, They've never taken a two-loss team. I can't believe they would take a team with two losses. I really believe that. And that's if one you of the were going to take why. a team, if you were going to take a team with two losses, it would be Alabama. Why? I mean, because they're Alabama. Why? Because, so what? I, I just don't think they would be deserving to go. Really, I mean, you got two losses, boom. No one's ever gone with two losses. I don't think it's fair. I don't think they should go. And I think that's one of the reasons why you see the SEC has no problem with these schools playing like the Charleston Southerns, but fearful of a team getting two losses. They, don't, they want their teams, the SEC wants their teams, at least two of their teams in the Final Four. And they probably will get two teams in the Final Four. Why? But you're the one that said that SEC is so top-heavy and uh, the best conference. Why wouldn't you take a two-loss team from that conference, though? I don't understand. Which is not fair. I just don't think it's fair. I mean, it just it's great. It's the best conference in the country. There's no doubt about that. But I think that you're going to take a team with two losses over a team that's a conference champion and maybe with one loss. I don't think that's fair. I really Mike, don't. Who are you going to take them over? Um, I'll take them over just about everybody other than Georgia, obviously, because Georgia would have beat them, though. See, I, I think Alabama is still one of the top teams in the country, um, even with two losses if they get tripped up somewhere. You see, that, that's the problem. I feel a lot of fans out there are saying when they have the Final Four team and they say, well, Cincinnati. And let's get back to Cincinnati right now. Well, you know, if Alabama played Cincinnati, they'd kill them. Well, maybe they would. Yes. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they are a better team. But the point is this. We're not talking about the eye test right now. We're talking about... What is deserving? Okay, Cincinnati, A, not deserving because of strength of schedule. Alabama right now, yes, deserving because of who they play and how they play. You know, it's not a question of like, would this team beat Team A, beat Team B uh, on on paper? Yeah, they probably would. Cincinnati probably would not be able to compete with Ohio State or Alabama. But are they deserving right now? Yeah, they're undefeated. Let's see what happens, okay? Let it all play out. That's all I'm saying. Let it play out. All right, we got a bunch of tweets. We'll come back. We'll get to the tweets and also heading. How come the- I don't have any tweets? You get them all. I don't have one. Uh, it's easier to tweet me, but I'll tell you what. I'll read them. Uh, also, heading into week eleven in college football, or excuse me, heading into week twelve in college football. I know this. What do we know? We'll get to all that coming up. But first, let's see what's trending. We check in with K-Fig. What's going on, K-Fig? All right, Arnie, starting in the NBA, LeBron James returned to the Lakers and scored 23 points, but it was not enough. Jason Tatum scoring 38, leading the Celtics over L.A. 130 to 108. Chris Paul at 18 points and 14 assists, leading Phoenix over Dallas. That's 11 straight victories for the Suns. New Orleans defeated the Clippers for just their third win of the season. Brooklyn got 36 points, 10 boards from James Harden. Harden as they squeaked by Orlando. Wins for the Raptors, Bucks, Warriors, and the Hornets. In college football, 19th ranked San Diego State defeated UNLV 28 to 20. Washington State hammered Arizona 44 to 18. Arnie's Wildcats up 1 and 10 with the loss this season. Rrr! <laughs> Rrr! <laughs> we won in basketball. I see you don't bring that yeah. up against Wichita State. You know you're right. You you advance to the final uh, coming up against I believe it's against uh, is it against Duke in your whatever this tournament <laughs> this this tournament that you have going. 
going on here in yes. the preseason. Yes. So you have that coming for you. Uh, so you also have uh, Air Force winning a shootout victory over Nevada. Southern Miss and 24th-ranked Houston also beat Memphis. Speaking of college hoops, 4th-ranked Michigan defeated UNLV 74-61, to and I misspoke. It is Michigan who your Wildcats will be facing coming up next there, Arnie. So uh, nice. have fun with that one. Uh, some uh, injury news out of the NFL. Uh, Seahawks running back Chris Carson will have season-ending neck surgery. And Saints running back Alvin Kamara is out for Sunday's game against the Eagles as he oh continues to nurse that knee injury. Back to Arnie and Andy. All right. Thanks a lot. K-Fig Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Absolutely amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So you have to learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. I want to get to some tweets. Uh, like Michael says, why do you keep saying Andy every other sentence? Is there someone else there? Well, that's your name. So when I'm done, I go, Andy, so you know when to talk. It makes it easier that way. So Andy. just say, hey, you. Hey, you? Just call me, hey, hey, you. Yeah, that'd be better. He doesn't uh, I like think it. Michigan State's going to be close. Hey, you. Is that, is that what you want me to say? Uh, Chris says, sneaking genius, I was convinced you two are the same person. My mind is blown. Why, are we very similar, Andy? Do, they, do we sound similar? Tell them that similar? we are. Tell them we are ventriloquist. <laughs> You're throwing your voice. <laughs> I'm throwing my voice. It's, yeah. it's just me talking to myself, right? I'm and, sitting on your lap. I'm a dummy. <laughs> and Jim says, Sneaky Genius, I should have told you that I'm a Michigan fan, and I hate both teams. He's talking about the Ohio State-Michigan State game. I always root for a giant sinkhole to open up under the stadium when they play. Just joking on that. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There, uh, you know, when you're when you're a Michigan fan. By the way, um, nobody's screaming about Harbaugh to get fired this I year, right? That. We don't have yeah, that going. Right. right. Why are you That's one good. of those guys, Andy? You're, you're no, one I of love those... Jim Harbaugh. No, Harbaugh's my guy, and I'm glad they're off his back. I really well, am. They definitely deserve to be off his back. I mean, that, sure. the last couple of years it was getting crazy. He deserves to get fired. He should be gone. I didn't think he was going to last uh, through the last couple of years. To be honest with you, you know what I mean. Well, he's a favorite son, so they give him the benefit of that. They cut his contract pretty good, but uh, he, he's there and he's had a good year. He really has. You know, it's funny you, you talk about uh, who who's on who's back now. I mean, Clemson is, is Dabo Sweeney. Is he getting any heat? I don't see any heat no, there. No. Florida University of Florida is getting some heat. They're getting heat, and they should. Florida State too. Yeah. Come on, those those teams were powers at one point in time. They don't do anything. They they're, they're, they're down down in the dumps. All right. Matter of fact, give us a little college football music, because like I said, heading into week 12 in college football, what do we know? And Andy, you could pick up any team, any player, any coach and tell you, tell me what you know. But heading into week 12 in the college football, this is what I know, Andy. There's only three games that have ranked opponents against each other. That's not what we're supposed to be having in week 12. I need a little bit more meat on the plate. Okay. Take the vegetables off. Take the salad off. You got to give me more Michigan State, Ohio State this late into the season. You got to give me more cachet. Like they said, you got to give me more cowbell, Andy. I need more cowbell. <laughs> cowbell, Okay. Yeah. I, I need more ranked games. I need more big games, and you're not giving it to me. And this is week 12. Shame on you. There's, there should be like seven or eight games where like number four is playing number 10. Number seven's playing number 15. You're not giving me, you're giving me cream puff games. I'm heading into week 12 and you're giving me cream puff games. I need bigger games, Andy. That, that's what I know. You tell me. Heading into week 12, what do you know? 
Okay, I'm going to talk about my beloved University of Cincinnati football Bearcats. Yes, I'm rooting for them. Are they deserving? I don't think so. They got their nose pressed against the window at number five, trying to get to number four. If they win today, they've got SMU this afternoon, about 3.30 Eastern time. They will pass a tremendous test since defeating Notre Dame in non-conference play. That'll put them in a position to move into the top four of the playoff rankings if, if, one of Oregon or Ohio State loses. If Oregon loses today to Utah or Ohio State loses to Michigan State, if they lose today, one of those two, Cincinnati moves to the top four. SMU obviously is not ranked by the playoff committee, so this is going to win that's going to help somewhat in that Tuesday ranking, but it's going to look even more impressive for Cincinnati if SMU would beat Tulsa on November 27th, because then they will end the season with nine wins. So what the bottom line is, Cincinnati has to win today and get a little help from Oregon losing or Ohio State losing. We, we don't want you in, Andy. We, we don't want, sorry, Andy. <laughs> the committee, we, you're right. They don't want them in. We, we don't want you guys in. I they have to put you in. guys. It's an elite club. They Ohio. don't want them in. Yeah. Can't, you you got to be a blue blood. Um, you got to be a big name. Cincinnati would just hurt that fourteen playoff. Why would now, it hurt them? Tell me why. Because Come they're on. not they're not a big enough name. You gotta give me a big enough name. I need that cachet. You know what I'm saying? Oh my word. I I need that big name. It, it, it's just not good. Now, if there was twelve teams, I'm all for getting Cincinnati in there. But but you're not giving me twelve teams. Heading into week twelve, I know this. Oregon and Utah's a monster game, but um they'll play again. Um, in the conference championship, I believe. Yes. And nobody's playing and nobody's paying attention to the Pac-12, Andy. They've kind of written them off. The Pac-12's in big trouble. I'm a Pac-12 guy, Andy, and it just sucks that the Pac-12 is fall fall so far from grace. It, the Pac-12, in yeah. my mind, has always had problems and always had trouble prior to major television contracts. Why do I say that? Because at the time of the games yes. when they start, yes. they start so late. And remember, a lot of the voting, a lot of the voters are on the East Coast, the Heisman ballots. 80% of the Heisman ballots probably come out of the East Coast with writers over there. And obviously, you know, if you're under 40 years of age, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to mention the name newspapers. People don't know what a newspaper is if you're <laughs> the 40, but basically, if, if uh, the Pac-12 would play uh, starting at 11 p.m. Eastern time, the newspaper story would not get out until Monday's newspaper, and that's when people found out about the game. Even now, even now, and again, even though the games are on TV, I don't think many people are staying up till 2 a.m. Eastern time to no. watch a Pac-12 game, so no. I think the timing hurts. What they should do is start the games at 9 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. That's what they need to do. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, what are you crazy? That'd be six a.m. Well, they got to do it. I, I think that they should do that. <laughs> no, I, I, that, putting it at noon Eastern is probably better. Obviously, nine o'clock in the morning is still too early. Um, I think you have to move them more to the three thirty Eastern games and get the twelve thirty starts there. You got to get the kids to drink, Andy. They got to get up. Get right. They're just waking up at eleven, twelve o'clock. They got to <laughs> get their drink on. You know that? Yeah, but the Big Twelve usually has those noon tip-offs. You know, I'm on Fox. They got those noon games usually the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah that, well, that's that's for the Midwest and the and the East Coast games. Heading heading in the week twelve, Andy. I'll give you another one. I know this University Texas San Antonio, number twenty two in the country. Really, teams like that now make the top twenty five. Clemson doesn't make the top twenty five. Nebraska powers like that, but Texas San Antonio. Would you believe is the 22nd best team in the country? Nothing against Texas San Antonio, 
But are they the 22nd best team in the country, Andy? Come on now, you know? Okay, now, now I'm going to really tick off some people, yeah. okay? I'm going to say, and I know, a, I know there's a lot of Notre Dame fans out there, okay? Yeah. Notre Dame, in my heart of hearts, is overrated. Overrated. Wow. The signature win for the Fighting Irish is a three-loss Wisconsin team. For some reason, the committee thinks that Notre Dame is the 15th best team in the country. After that, where's their resume coming from? North Carolina? Purdue? I don't think so. I think wow. Notre Dame is overrated. Overrated. There Brady you go. Quinn, Brady Quinn online too, sir? <laughs> there you go. Would you would you say that to Brady Quinn if he was right? Hell next yeah, to you? I would. Yes, I would. Would you say Brady, your your Notre Dame team is way overrated? They're getting better. There's no doubt about that. But I tell you what, Oklahoma State and Wake Forest have been more complete teams than Notre Dame this year. If Notre Dame beats what Georgia Tech, you said in Stanford, do they find oh, their they ways? Should. Do they Hell find no. their way? No, no. Why they they only have one loss, Andy? See, and yeah, they were, and who they lose to? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Right. And, and I think there'll be a crime, a crime if Notre Dame got in, and if Cincinnati went undefeated and they didn't get in, that would well, be a crime. That'd be That's great, highway though. robbery. That would that would be awesome. I'd, how would they explain that one off? You know what I, I don't mean? Know. I don't I know think, how they explained last week with the Michigan Michigan State reversal on that deal. I think that would be awesome. Well, that, that's what we know. That's what we've learned heading into week 12 of the college football season. Let's finish up taking a look at more of the top 25. That's coming up next with Andy Furman and Arnie Spanier. We're in for Anthony Gargano right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Good morning, everybody. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Andy, my lovely wife came down with breakfast for me in my studio. Wow. What'd you have? Well, she, she made me oatmeal with toast and jelly. I sent it back. <laughs> I, I, well, I, what'd you want? I, I, I said, this is what, this Saturday morning, I have to get up and do four hours of radio. I need something more than oatmeal and and first of all, toast with jelly. I mean, can you be any more plain? I said, go get me some cheese blintzes. And then who eats toast anymore? I want English muffin. And or bagel. Yeah, bagel's a little heavy. But I want an English muffin with butter and cream cheese, right? You put cream yeah. cheese on that. A little schmear on there, yeah. Right, exactly. So now she's mad at me and, you know, oh. blintzes. Oh. I, I wanted some blintzes. You know, strawberry blintzes or cheese blintzes, Andy? What do you think? I like potato blintzes, really. Real, get out of here. You're fired. Yeah. You're, you can't. Uh, get out of here. What's wrong with you? I like potato. potato bl- yeah, well, potato is only good for like potato knish. That's what that well, is. That's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Furman, Artie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Like I said, at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. A couple of the other top 25 games. You mentioned Notre Dame. They're taking on Georgia Tech. The Irish are 17 and a half point favorite. They're number eight, but Andy, it is kind of uh, they're on the outside looking in. They're right. hoping that Cincinnati loss. Otherwise, I don't think the Irish can jump. Uh, ju- you can't justify them jumping Cincinnati. Um, I don't think Georgia Tech could oppose too much of a problem. Uh, you may be right when you say Notre Dame's a tad bit overrated. You, actually, I'm I don't saying think they a tad. are. Yeah, you know what? There are a lot of schools that are just judged on their brand. Yeah. And I think Notre Dame is one of them. Another one's Alabama. I think Alabama's overrated. They've been number two for the last three weeks. 
and because of one thing and one thing only, their name, their brand. That's basically it. You know, the Alabama well, who's ranks— Who's better than Alabama, though? Well, but, but I look at their okay. stats. Let's let, look at their body of work. That's, if I'm on the committee, I want to look at their body of work. They rank 10th in the SEC in rushing yards at about 4.3 yards a game, okay? Two weeks ago, they beat LSU 20-14. to 14. They just had six yards rushing for the entire game. That's ridiculous. That LSU team, going into that game, gave up 265 yards in rushing to Ole Miss. They gave up 130. 38 yards to Florida and 330 to Kentucky in their previous three games, okay? Alabama right now is a one-dimensional team, a passing team. They can't run. Why? Their offensive line stinks and they're overrated. Yeah, they're good and they've won games, but that LSU game, they were lucky to beat LSU and that was an ugly game, the 2014 game three weeks ago. So you think Georgia will destroy Alabama? They'll roll the tide. Roll tide, huh? Yes. They're going to roll them out there. Yeah. Good. What about somebody like Oregon then? Who would win between Oregon and Alabama? You know, Oregon's a funny team. I don't know. They had a great game against Ohio State, but after yes, that, they Oregon, did. Yes, they did. And I did, they're just going up and down. I, I think that they're going to have a tough time with Utah. I think Utah wins that game today. I they think could. Utah beats Oregon, and that, that that's good for Cincinnati. That's a good move for Cincinnati, but certainly not good for the Pac-12. Why doesn't Cincinnati play Ohio State somehow? Why can't we get that going? But tell me that wouldn't be a great rivalry. They have played in the past, but I will tell you this. There's a lot yeah. of ill will between those two schools from the 60s when they played basketball and Cincinnati was back-to-back NCAA champions. And they, they for the longest time, they hadn't scheduled each other in basketball. And oh. they played each other in football several years ago, but not on a consistent basis. And I think they should. You know, hey, everybody's you crying imagine? about you know, budgets and how much money people spend – Play the teams that are in your neighborhood, in your state. Geographical rivalries are great. What would you do for a foursome in basketball? Ohio State, Cincinnati, Xavier. And, and Dayton. Oh, geez. How, 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 many, how many people would love that up there in Ohio? They should there, have Andy? a little tournament like that. It would be wonderful. It really would. Yeah. And rotate well, the tournament. One year in Columbus, one year in Dayton, one year in Cincinnati. Uh, going back to Alabama, though, what would they do against Ohio State? Now, that would be an interesting game. That would be we'll a see. great game. That would be a great game, but I think Ohio State has too much offensive and defense power uh, against Alabama. Alabama's a one-dimensional team. They can't run the football because the offensive line is terrible. Alabama and Cincinnati, though? That's the question. I think Alabama would win by three no touchdowns. Doubt. No doubt. And, and again, you know, we talk about, you know, top four teams and you have Alabama, Cincinnati. Well, Alabama would beat them. Yeah, you're right. But Cincinnati is deserving to be in that conversation because of what they've accomplished thus far. So if Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship, what do you want? Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State, and... And Cincinnati? Let's see what happens with Michigan State and Michigan. Let's see what happens also with Cincinnati. Let's let's let it play out. I mean, you know, it's great. These these Tuesday dealings are great, but it's great for one reason, one reason only for fodder. It's great for talk show hosts, great for newspaper stories. It's great. That's what it's great for. But it doesn't mean anything until the last one when the conference championship games are over. Then it means something. You I know that. Right. right. No, I understand that. But I don't know, like, oh, Oklahoma State, I think they're overrated at number nine. Or Wake Forest at number 10. Baylor has two losses, and they come in at number 11. For some reason, Andy, when I look at the teams from, like, 10 through 25, 
Man, I'm telling you, it, it seemed there was a lot better teams in the top 25 back in the day. I feel like we're just sticking teams in there now, you know? Well, I, but I think it's better now because right now there's no dominant team except Georgia. It's Georgia and three other teams, which I think is wonderful. It, it, it's a lot of conversation. It's a lot of competition, which is great. Back in the day, you could basically name the top four teams in July. You know what teams were going to be. It was going to be Alabama. Clemson was always going to be in there. Maybe Notre Dame. And, you know, Back in the day, it was Florida, Florida State, Tennessee. These are all powers. No more. It's wide open right now, and I think it's great. This has been a great season for college football. I'm ready for next year to go from 4 to 12. Uh, I thought it was going to take a little bit longer, so I was actually excited when I heard on Dan Patrick's show that if they get it done by December or January, they'll go to 12 next year. That's exactly what uh, college football needs. That We need to get 12 teams in there. Why, why do we need 12? I just think it's too much. I think it waters it down a little bit. I, four, is, four is tight. Four is real tight. I like six or eight. Twelve is a lot. Andy, 12 when is I said a you, lot. When I said Are there 12 teams out there that you want to see? No, deserve I, it? I, I want to see the. I don't care if they deserve it. I just want to see the games. Andy, when I send you to the buffet, I don't say go put back some of the food. Andy, you took too much. I don't tell you that, do I? <laughs> I let you eat as much as you want for crying out loud. Right. Two hours, right. two hours are in the books. It just flew on by. I don't. We're at it. halftime. I don't believe it. We're going to come back. We're going to get into the NFL. We got some monster games in there. All that coming up next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, good morning, everybody. That is us. He's Andy Furman. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. As we're sitting in for Anthony Gargano. Ant's got the day off. You want to be part of the show real simple. Andy Furman, FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. 
Got a lot of NFL to get to here. Matt Verderan will join us in about 20 minutes. He is the national NFL reporter for fansided.com, also a big Kansas City Chief fan. So that's the big game, Andy. Uh, of course, uh, Dallas and Kansas City. We can't ignore that. So we'll definitely get into that one, no doubt about that. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, Andy, I'm more into the NFL this weekend than college. It's not even close. It's all NFL this weekend. Well, I think the college situation right now with the dominance of Georgia and the other games is just scraps. I mean, that doesn't really do much. But uh, you want to see some movement in the college situation. I think that the Ohio State-Michigan State game, that'll give you a little bit of movement. And obviously, the Oregon-Utah game, that's a possibility. If if Oregon should lose, there could be some movement if Cincinnati could win. So you're right. I mean, there's not that many big games on tap. But you know what? I'm sort of happy about that because when they have a half dozen or so big games or more, you know, they have like 25, 30 games on TV on Saturday. It's hard for me to go back and forth right. all the time. It you really know, is. They say if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, I think one thing's broke. I am done with the Thursday games. I'm I'm done with it. Uh, first well, of all, Thursday that, NFL. The Thursday NFL. The, the the Falcons Patriots game was like the worst thing ever. Seriously, no, that, it wasn't. That, the, the Steelers Lions game last Sunday may have been the worst game in the history of the NFL. That tie game. Well, what, what, that or or the Jacksonville the Bills when it was nine to six. But I, I I can't do the Thursday nights anymore. I would rather go to a double header on Monday night where you have an early game and then a late game or something like that. I think we're done. It's just too short of a turnaround from Sunday, I, especially now that we have a 17-game schedule. I, I think the Thursday games is now a hindrance. I know we like that football every day of the year. You just can't do that. You know what? We, You're yeah. right. I, I, I've always believed less is more. Less is more in, in, in everything. I think the 17 games, you mean, cut it back to 16 games. And, you know, and they talk about you know, if a running back runs for 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards doesn't mean anything. 1,000 yards was a big deal when they had a 12-game schedule. You yes. know, 1,000 yards in 17 games ain't that much of a big deal. And they always cry about injuries or worry about injuries. No, you're not. You're worried about the almighty dollar because, let's face it, the more games you play, the more chance of getting hurt. The 17 games, and I'm with you. I mean, I, I could live without the Thursday game. I like it, but I think there's a lack of preparation. A lot of times the guys playing on Sunday and they got to play on Thursday. A lot of lack of preparation. Look, they're not practicing on Monday for sure. They may go through some motion on Tuesday or Wednesday, and that's basically it. And Wednesday late, they're traveling to go to the game on Thursday. I don't feel sorry for the players having to play on Thursday because they voted to play on Thursday, they they took it to the vote and they said, of course, they get paid for it, Andy. They get, what is it, every player on the team gets like an extra $100,000 or or something to that effect. So they get paid mm-hmm. for playing on Thursday, but that's what you get. They took the money instead of health and, uh, and they complained about it, but they voted to play on Thursdays, you know? Yeah, I, 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 I could live without that. I really do. I think, listen, I'll tell you what, I'll go one step further. You know, I always like to watch that uh, Hard Knocks show on HBO. Now they have a Hard Knocks in season. Let it go. I watched the one the other day, the Indianapolis Colts in season Hard Knocks. It was terrible. It really was. Leave it the way it was. You know, as I say, less is more. You did a good job in August. They got us ready for the season, the hard knocks prior to the season on HBO. I loved it. The hard knocks in season, I could live without that. Uh, hard. Speaking about hard knocks, you ever seen the documentary Hoop Dreams? I don't know if you ever saw that from a yeah, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I wanted good. to do one on my on my kid called Ice Dream. Why don't you get it? You know, because he's trying to get it with that. It's too late now. He's he's pretty much still in college. It's a little too late now, you know. But that, well, that, that, yeah, that would have still, been fun. Still, you put, put some tape together? Come on. <laughs> I'm sure you got some tape when he was playing in high school. I mean, really, yeah. right? 
Yeah, it's it's quite the hockey's a whole different entity. Don't even bring that up. We can get fired for talking hockey on a Saturday. You want to get in? We get fired to talk hockey on any day, not just Saturday. <laughs> Andy Furman, FSR. I've been stinking genius one. Uh, let, before I get to AFC and NFC questions for Andy, Dallas and Kansas City obviously is the big game. Everybody talking about it. It's the monster game. Is Kansas City back? I don't think so. I still think they've got major problems. Just because they looked good last week, I'm not ready to jump back on that bandwagon and Mahomes scares the crap out of me now maybe he's not as great of a hall of fame quarterback like we thought he was and he's just a really good quarterback he tries to do too much Andy throw with the left hand throw it sideways let me just go ahead and try to make a play every time he doesn't throw it away to live the fight another day uh, at least he's not doing that now he look Kansas City's back uh, back playing well but I, I do have question marks about them well, you know, you watch that team play, and I think they'll have a hard time finding a rhythm on their offense. Why is that? They had a major changeover on their offensive line, and obviously, if you don't think that's a problem, just check what happened last year in the Super Bowl when their their offensive line basically collapsed and Mahomes was running for his life. You know, a lot of penalties, a lot of stupid turnovers and things like that, but they just can't sustain drives. That's the problem with, with them. But I think that with their guys like wide receiver Tyreek Hill and they got Travis Kelsey, I mean, they have so much talent on that team that they're going to put it together, and they're not going to fold. That's for certain. Look, they put together a couple of wins right now. They beat the Giants. Obviously, it doesn't really count much, but they did beat Green Bay. But Green Bay was out Aaron, well, without Aaron Rodgers, and they beat Vegas, and they beat him badly last week, 41-14. I think this Dallas game is going to prove a lot to either team. You know, I mean, to see how good Dallas is, and to see how good or where Kansas City is right now. Well, I, I think Dallas... Um, I would put probably as the second-best team in the NFC, and we're going to get to that in a second also. I just want to ask you one quick thing about the Patriots before we get to the AFC and the NFC. Patriots, pretenders or contenders at 7-4, and four, I'm not buying it. Before the year, I thought they were like a five-win team, so I've got egg on my face on this, but I, I'm not buying this. They've won five in a row. They started off 2-4. and four. I love Mac Jones. I really do. Um, he's a game manager. They don't let him really throw the ball that far downfield. He's not going to throw the costly interception. He's got a great head on his shoulders. He knows the game. I think he's going to be there for the next 18 years. Belichick looked into him, but I'm not buying into the Patriots. I can't believe that they're 7-4 and four right now. Well, Mac Jones is able to complete a high percentage of his passes because that's what they do with their offense. They ran. They ran the football. They ran the football two weeks ago 38 times. I mean, they run the football. They control the clock by running the football, and their defense continues to be the backbone of this winning streak. Their defense is unbelievable. Look, I know that Atlanta had a terrible offensive line, but they smothered Matt Ryan and the Falcons the other night on Thursday night. With uh, three sacks they had like in a row over there. Uh, Ryan was pressured on the outside uh, by uh, Kyle Van Noy tremendously all night long. They had sacks with the middle of the line. Uh, Ryan was sacked like four times in the night, and he was hit like about 10 or 12 times. So defensively, the Patriots are tough. And when you're tough like that on defense, you're going to win ball games, and you're controlling the ball on the offensive side. Look, they got Tennessee on the 28th. That'll be a big test. And they got Buffalo as well. But after that, they have Jacksonville and Miami. So this team really is knocking on the door of being a playoff contender. And if you don't think that coaching has a lot to do with it, then you're crazy because Bill Belichick has brought this team back after a year. Now, look, they went crazy in free agency. That I know. But he brought this team back and they believe in Mac Jones. And they say, well, why Mac Jones? When they drafted Mac Jones, everybody was shaking their head. Why are they passing somebody else? And why Mac Jones? I'll tell you why Mac Jones. That Bill Belichick is real good friends with with, uh, with Nick Saban. Saban. Yes. And, they went to a and concert, Saban. didn't they, recently? 
absolutely. Right. And, and yeah. Saban told him that Mac Jones is your kind of guy. You know, draft him, and he did. And but he still has to fall to him, though, Andy. He could have been yeah. taken earlier, and then they would have been out of luck. You know what I mean? Right, but I think people yeah. were concerned with a DUI that he had uh, right. basically in college, and this way passed him by. Lucky for him. Lucky for him he ended up with the Patriots. I didn't even know that, to be honest with you. I don't know why that, that wasn't highly publicized uh, before the draft. Um, Andy, a couple of things here now. As we, and, and I want people who are listening to tweet on in, because I'm kind of curious if your rankings are the same as ours. At Andy Furman FSR, I'm at Stinking Genius 1. 1, 2, 3, 4 in the AFC. Well, you got Buffalo, you got the Ravens, you got the Titans, and you got the Chiefs. I think those are the four big contenders in the AFC list, unless you're going to put the Patriots or Pittsburgh in there. Uh, or the Chargers. I mean, the I rankings think, of teams as, as of right now. Yeah, who do you weeks. think, who are the best four teams right now in the AFC? I would have to say right now I put the Tennessee Titans at number one, even with Henry being down because they're still the best team out there. Right. I would say the Bills are at number two, and then I would have to go with the Ravens three, Chiefs four, but the Ravens are not as impressive Um you know, as I thought they were going to be in the same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy. Well, the one thing I like about the AFC playoff picture, and I think I'm kind of right on with you because the Titans right now have to be number one after that. It's almost a crapshoot because you got Bills, Ravens, and Chiefs all with six wins. But they're so bunched together right now. I mean, it really is a situation where anything could change because you got even down to like the seventh team with the Chargers. They got five wins. Patriots got seven. Steelers got five wins. That tie is going to hurt them. And come back and bite them in the rear end, that tie. That's going to hurt them badly. That tie last week against the Lions. So, you know, that, that thing, the Titans are running away with it right now with eight wins. But other than that, it's pretty well documented that it's kind of backed up. And the Ravens right now, you don't know what you're getting. You just don't know what you're going to get from week to week with the Ravens. I mean, they got blown out last week. I mean, they lose to Miami. That shouldn't happen. But I guess this is what the NFL wanted. The NFL wanted parity. And believe me, they got parity oh, yes. this year. They, oh. they don't, you don't know from week to week what you're going to get. Let me ask you about a couple of Ohio teams. Let me start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yay or nay on the playoffs for the Bengals. They've lost two in a row. They were 5-2. and two. Everything was looking great, and then all of a sudden they've hit a bump in the road. Bengals, yay or nay on the playoffs. What are they going to do the rest of the year? Well, I think tomorrow's game is going to be the key. I really do, because this Bengals team is playing the Las Vegas Raiders, and both teams, so they almost Woo. mirror image each other. They're both 5-4. and four. Both started off really well. I think the Raiders started out 3-0. Oh. Uh, the, the, the Bengals started off like, what, the 4-2, and two, whatever it may have been, and they kind of faulted down the stretch. But here's the deal with Joe Burrow. A, they got to keep him upright. B, he's leading the league in interceptions with 11. You know, you don't have 11 interceptions in nine games. There's something wrong there. you got to control that place. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I think that going out on the West Coast is going to be a tough game. They're favored by one or one and a half the last time I looked, which I don't understand. And, and I guess because of the off-the-field situation with the Raiders, that could be a problem. I don't know. But whoever wins this game, obviously, could be in pretty good shape to get into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Matter of fact, the loser uh, will be on the outside looking in. And matter of fact, right. might be, uh, might not ever catch up. Let me ask you about the Cleveland Browns now. I got to tell you, I think the Browns have made their decision on Baker Mayfield. I know they picked up the final year of his uh, of his uh, contract because he's on the rookie contract. Right. I don't think they want him back. I think they're ready to move on past him. 
I like Baker Mayfield. I would love I to have too. him down in Miami. Cleveland Browns, yay or nay on them making the playoffs and what are they going to do the rest of the year? Well, they got to be they got to be healthy. I mean, with Nick Chubb, uh, hopefully he'll be playing tomorrow. I, I don't know. They have the best one-two running punch in the league, but they're not playing together. They're always hurt. So we'll see what happens now. They'll, they'll get healthy tomorrow because Detroit's coming to Cleveland. I think they're going to beat the Lions. I think they can beat the Lions. And remember also, you talk about Baker Mayfield. He's got that shoulder separation he's playing with right there. You talk right, about uh, right. have the Browns given up on him. You know, here's the deal. He's an adequate quarterback. He's not a superstar quarterback, but you can win with this guy and you can win with the people he has surrounding him. Yeah, can't you but, win with other but, quarterbacks? But who's better? Yeah. But who's better? Who do they have? What's the option? That's the question right now. So Baker almost well, has after them. The, wait, after this year, though, there could be some veteran quarterbacks like a Deshaun Watson, like an Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers would go to Cleveland, but he obviously, I think, is going to get out of Green Bay. Yeah. Um, who knows what Ben Roethlisberger is going to do? What about Tua if Miami wants to move on well, past him? I'd rather take Baker Mayfield. Ben Roethlisberger right yes. now is 39. He's not He's not the same. I mean, honestly, I I, I think that it's good. this is the last haul for him. Uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, maybe Deshaun Watson, I could see. I don't see him going to Cleveland. But uh, I, I don't even know if he's going to play in the NFL. Who knows what the NFL is going to rule against him. But as of right now, there's really no option Cleveland has except Baker Mayfield. And again, he's adequate. You can win with Baker, and they have won with Baker. And I think this team right now has been somewhat of a disappointment at 5-5. Five and five. They have to make the playoffs, though. Do you think they'll oh, they make have a- to. They have to, yeah. I mean, do you I think just, they'll, will they make a run and make the playoffs? And will that, if they make the playoffs, will that save Baker Mayfield and get the big contract? You know, it's a great question, really. Is I think it's the question on the, the running back, you know, Chubb, Chubb and Hunt, if they got healthy, those two guys, they could win. The schedule right the, down the stretch is not that difficult. They got Cincinnati at the end, they got Vegas, but they also have Baltimore twice. And they got Green Bay and Pittsburgh. So it's tough. It's going to be a tough haul down the stretch for them. I, I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, if they're going to the playoffs a year ago, it'll be a major disappointment. Major disappointment. You want to jump in, Andy Furman, FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius One. When we get back, Matt Verderam stops on by. National NFL reporter for fansided.com. We'll take a look at some of the games, but also one of the biggest Kansas City Chief fans you'll meet out there. I think he's got a few things to say about Kansas City and Dallas. All that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, good morning, everybody. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. He's Andy Furman, a Marnie Spanier writer on Fox Sports Radio, sitting in for Anthony Gargano. I want to get right to our guest, national NFL reporter for fansided.com. You can check out his podcast at Stacking the Box. It's a must-listen to. It's our buddy Matt Verderam. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, guys. How are you? What the, what's at stake for your Kansas City Chiefs going against Dallas? Because Dallas, win or lose, is probably going to win that division anyway. So what's at stake for Kansas City? Obviously, they're in a dogfight in that division. I don't think there's any probably for Dallas. Dallas might not have to win another game, and they're going to win that division. <laughs> so, also, I think for Kansas City, you know, they, they wrestled control in that division by beating the Raiders last weekend. But now, if you look at it, it's okay. Their schedule lightens up a lot after this weekend. It's by next week, and then after that, if you look at the schedule, there's really not a game on there other than maybe visiting the Chargers where you'd say, well, you can lose that game. or, should, or you know, There's a real, real chance they can lose that game. Um, but I think you know, for Kansas City, look, if you, if you can beat Dallas, all of a sudden you start looking at it and go, all right, four-game win streak, going to the bye, very healthy at least to this point. And you start wondering in the AFC, you know, how high can they climb in that playoff picture? I mean, Baltimore's schedule is murderous down the stretch. Buffalo's is, is tough. Uh, I don't think Kansas City is going to catch Tennessee. But other than that, I think everything else is in play. That The conference is just so tight. But, yeah, if you lose the game, all of a sudden, I think the division becomes a dogfight down the stretch. So um, the Chiefs can make their lives a lot easier by beating the Cowboys. Matt, I need your confirmation on this. With Derrick Henry out with his injury, I'm saying that Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the NFL now. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. He's um, he's not only the best running back in the NFL, he's also the most important to his team. Because if you look at Indianapolis, without without him, I don't know that that offense works at all. Like I think Wentz looks a lot like he did in Philadelphia a year ago. Um, they just don't have the weaponry. Look, I mean, T.Y. Hilton might very well be in his last year. Um, Michael Pittman's a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. They, they don't have that pass-catching weapon that really scares you. So um, Taylor's been their bell cow really since the, the latter half of last season. He's been their engine. Um, and you know, how, many, how many running backs in today's game are there where really the carries aren't split um, and, and, and they are the epicenter of everything that happens offensively? Taylor's one of the very few guys. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think with Henry on the sideline, Taylor takes over that role. Uh, Matt, is it still Tennessee's conference to win? And after that, uh, Bills, Ravens, or Chiefs? Who's two, three, and four after that? Well, I think the Titans should should be the one seed. Um, their their schedule is just very easy down the stretch. They have eight wins already, and if you look at it, really, I mean, they they should be favorites for every single game they play. I mean, maybe maybe they're a dog when they play up in Foxborough. Um, and, and 
trying to do it off the top of my head, but there's one other game you look at. I mean, they put the Niners at home. They'll be favored there. They, they, they have a lot of games, really. They should not feel that difficult. Obviously, this week they play Houston, 10 points favored in that game. Mm. But after that, you know, I think it depends. If Kansas City beats Dallas, I don't know that Kansas City is going to lose another game. Wow. I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, they played Denver twice. They played the Raiders at home. They played the Steelers at home. Um, you know, at Cincinnati is not easy, but I, I don't know that I would think Cincinnati's going to win that game. At the Chargers, like I said, the one game you look at, you okay, you know, that's maybe a coin flip. Um, I think it's between them and Buffalo. Baltimore's schedule is brutal. They play the Bears, who they should beat tomorrow. After that, it's the Steelers twice. It's the Bengals on the road. It's the Browns twice. It's the Rams. It's the Packers. I mean, that is that is a gauntlet, um, and their defense has just been so bad. In the passing game, anyway, they're dead last. So, look, I still think in the end, with all due respect to Tennessee, I still have a feeling you're going to look up in the AFC Championship game, and it's going to be Buffalo and it's going to be Kansas City. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about Tampa Bay for a second. Then I'll drop two straight New Orleans and last week to Washington. What's their problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in Washington, it was everything. They couldn't stop Taylor Heineke. Brady was terrible. Uh, it was a combination of things. And, what they're banged up, right? I mean, Godwin played, but he's hurt. And Antonio Brown's got a lot of things going on right now, including an injury. Rob Gronkowski and is also court. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a whole lot going on with him. So, look, their biggest problem, though, has been last year they were incredibly healthy. Incredibly healthy. You can look at them in the Super Bowl. I mean, they had everybody. Every single guy that was there week one was there, uh, you know, in February. That has not been the case this year. They have a lot of injuries. I just outlined them on offense. Defensively, that secondary has been a mess. They've been missing guys left and right. It's caught up to them a little bit. You know, I mean, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm not even that concerned. Hey, we lost two games. Okay, fine, it happens. They were 7-5 last year. They won the Super Bowl. My bigger concern is they cannot stop anybody throwing the football. I mean, they've lost those two games to Trevor Simeon and Taylor Heineke. So that is, to me, the larger concern Offensively, I think they'll be fine. Defensively, if they can't get healthier in that secondary, that's going to be a major issue when they get in the playoffs and they face some of these teams with elite quarterbacks. I just think at some point here, you've got to be able to challenge teams on the outside. You have to be able to cover on the boundary for a few seconds. Tampa has not been able to do it, and the result has been teams having a really easy way with their defense. Matt, I'll ask you the same thing about the NFC. I find it so intriguing. I mean, right now you got Dallas, but which is the real Dallas team? The one that clobbered last week and the one that looked against Denver. You got the Packers looking good at 8-2, but Tampa's lost two games in a row. Arizona's got injuries to Murray. The Rams have lost two games in a row. What is, what's your favorite in the NFC? What's your, like, one through five ranking there? I think right now, and, and much like the AFC, it's so close. I mean, you can make a different argument every week. But right now, I think the Packers are the best team. I think the Packers' defense is so overlooked. I mean, they shut out Seattle. They, they lost to Kansas City, most extraordinary loss play. But, I mean, they, they helped the Chiefs to 13 points in Arrowhead, um, you know, regardless of how the Chiefs were playing at the time. That's a, that's a great job by the defense. And they're doing it without Zedaria Smith. Without Jair Alexander, Alexander will be back this year. Smith might be. Um, I think, you know, between all that and, and the personnel they have offensively, right now I trust them the most. And then after that, then it's kind of a picture pick choice. I mean, I, I still think in the end Tampa figures out some of these issues. Right. And I just, 
I guess with me, I, you know, it's the same reason I said Kansas City and the AFC is, is to me still a favorite. I, I just when you get to January, it's a different game. It's a different deal. It matters to me that, that Brady's their quarterback. It matters to me that that team's been there and done it. Like, I, look, I like Arizona a lot. They've never been in the playoff game. I, I like the Rams. The Rams in this current iteration, they've never been there. Like, I, I, I mean, Stafford's never won a playoff game. Prescott, I like Dallas a lot. I actually think Dallas, it's, it's a weird thing to say with the Cowboys. Cowboys are a little bit, I think, almost undervalued because people have not seen them do anything in 25 years. The Cowboys are really good. They're going to get Gregory back. They're going to get Marcus Lawrence back. So I think, I think right now I take the Packers. But to me, Tampa, Dallas, they're right there. Tampa's going to figure it out. They're going to be there in the end. I'll squeeze one more in. Okay, I'll give you yeah. a quickie, okay? Uh, they got Odell Beckham and Von Miller on the field, but that didn't help the Rams. They lost to the 49ers last week. This was quite the gamble, win or bust, they may come back and bite them in the rear end. It might. It might. They, have, they are all in. I wrote about it last week in my stacking box column. They do not have any real draft capital in the next couple of years. And I, I thought that trade for Miller, look, I get it. He's, he's a Hall of Fame player, but at this point, he's not who he was a couple of years ago. He's good. He's not great. To give up two day two picks, that's a lot. That's a lot for a guy who's going to play eight, nine games for you. I mean, it, look, I, I think the Rams are good. I also think if they don't win, you can look back and go, man, well, they weren't good for a decade because they traded every pick they have and they're really top-heavy. And now all of a sudden, you look at this thing going, yeah, there's, there's just no way to get good. I mean, Seattle's dealing with it right now. <laughs> they, they did not utilize their draft capital very well. They, they did not hit on some of these huge moves like Jamal Adams. And all of a sudden, you look up, yeah, you got Russell Wilson, but you got three wins. Unbelievable. Matt Verderam, NFL National NFL reporter for fansided.com. Check out his podcast at Stacking the Box. You'll absolutely love it. Matt, always a pleasure. Good luck to your Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. We'll we'll see how they do. We'll catch up with you later on, buddy. Hey, thanks. All right, take care. All right, take care. Matt Verderam, everybody. Big diehard Chiefs fan. We'll see how the Chiefs do against Dallas. Heading into week 11 of the NFL, I know this. We'll get to that coming up next. But first, let's see what's trending. Check in with K-Fig. What's going on, K-Fig? All right, guys. Friday night in the NBA, the Suns improved to 12-3. and They have won 11 straight games after defeating the Mavericks, who were without Luka Doncic. The final score was 112-104. Chris Paul, 18 points and 14 assists. Zach Levine had 36 points for the Bulls. Backed up by DeMar DeRozan's 26. They defeated Denver. 36 and 10 boards for James Harden as the Nets defeated the Pistons. Jordan Poole scoring 32 points for the Warriors as they defeated Detroit without Steph Curry, who did not play in the game with a hip bruise. Wins also for Milwaukee and the Pelicans, who got an upset victory over the Clippers, 94 to 81. In college football, 19th ranked San Diego State improved to 10 and 1. They notch a 28 to 20 victory over UNLV. 24th ranked Houston also 10 and 1 after blowing out Memphis. Air Force defeated Nevada in overtime. Wins for Washington State and Southern Miss. College Hoops victories for Kentucky, Gonzaga, Duke, and Michigan. News out of the NFL, Alvin Kamara is out for the Saints game against the Eagles on Sunday with a knee injury. Seattle running back Chris Carson is out for the remainder of the season after undergoing neck surgery. Back to Arnie and Andy. 
All right, thanks a lot, K-Fig. K-Fig going to join us in about uh, 15 minutes from now. News from last night and all the stories we haven't been able to get to. You want to be part of the show, real simple. Andy Furman, FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We're sitting in for Anthony Gargano. Give me a little music because we're heading into week 11 of the NFL. So give me a little NFL music. And I know this, Andy, heading into week 11 of the NFL, I know this. The Bengals are taking on the Raiders. Both teams are 5-4. and four. The loser of this game is Dunzo will not make the playoffs. Two out of a division in both those teams' division. The Bengals, they lose here, drop to five and five, because I know uh, uh, Cleveland's going to win, so the Bengals will be in last place. Too hard to climb out of last place in that division. And if the Raiders lose, they'll drop to five and five in last place in that division. Too hard for them to climb on out. The loser of this game will not make the playoffs. That's what I know. What do you know as we head into Week 11? I know this. This is what I know right now, that the Philadelphia Eagles have won two of the last three games. They beat Denver at Denver last week. Two weeks ago, they beat Detroit, but everybody beats Detroit. Me and 10 guys out of the telephone book have beat Detroit. <laughs> However, I will say this. The Philadelphia Eagles have found an identity in offense. They haven't done this until the last two, three weeks. They have had at least 175 yards rushing yards the last three weeks, and they're running the football. Now, couple that with the fact that Alvin Kamara is not going to be playing tomorrow. I'm telling you right here and now, the New Orleans Saints going to Philadelphia, they're going to lose that game tomorrow. Wow. Eagles are going to win. Saints are going to be 5-5, five and five, and the Eagles are going to be 5-6. and six. It's un- unbelievable, but Alvin Kamara is really a big factor in that offense. He's not playing. I know Mark Ingram, the backup, last week he like, like 47 yards on 14 carries and a touchdown. Ain't going to cut it. It's not going to cut it with Simeon Corda back. I think the Eagles win, and they may win fairly big tomorrow in Philadelphia. Wow, I like that. Heading into Week 11, I know this, Andy. The Minnesota Vikings have been the most disappointing team in the NFL this year. I mean, 4-5 and five, when this team really should be like a 7-2 and two team. They're already at 4-5. and five. Even if they win, I don't know if they're going to even make a run at the playoffs, but I know if they lose, they're certainly done so. They're playing the Packers, though. They've got to win this game. I'm just so disappointed in them. They've had injuries, yes, I know. But once again, I don't even think I needed 11 weeks to figure this out. Cousins is not the answer. You've got to move on somehow. I don't care with or without that contract. He's got to be gone after this year. The Vikings have been the most disappointing team in the NFL this year so far, Andy. All right. I tell you, I know there's a big game in Buffalo tomorrow. Indianapolis Colts are going to Buffalo tomorrow. The Bills last week really gave it to the Jets 45-17. As far as the Colts, the Colts have won their last two. They beat Jacksonville 23-17. They beat the Jets 45-30. Those two wins should not even be counted as wins. However, you got to give the Colts credit. They started 1-4. and four. They crawled their way back to 5-5. Five and five. It ain't going to happen tomorrow in Buffalo because wide receiver Stephon Diggs had 163 yards and a touchdown a week ago. And obviously, it's just two much of an offensive juggernaut there with the Bills. Bills are going to roll over the Colts tomorrow. Colts go down to 5-6. and six. Bills go to 7-3. and three. That final score is going to be something like 34-17. They'll double up on those Colts tomorrow in Buffalo. Ooh. Big win for Buffalo. Alright, I like that. I like that. Alright, heading into Week 11. I know this. Washington's playing the Carolina Panthers. Guess who's the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, uh, Andy? It's Cam. I know. Let me tell you something. It's not going to work, okay? It's not going to work. He's too old. He's lost a step. He may be actually an improvement over Sam Darnold. I'll give you that. But 
It's not getting done, my friend, okay? You're going to see the trouble he's going to go through taking on Washington. It's not going to be happy Cam smiling at the camera, ripping open his shirt with the Superman. He's going to see why uh, playing for the Carolina Panthers is going to be a problem. I think there's going to be a dogfight of a game, but Cam is not going to have a great game in this one there, Andy. All right, I'm taking a cop out here. This is really easy because the Texans are playing at the Titans, and obviously everybody, even uh, you know, a moron would know that the Titans are going to roll over them something like 34 to 10. They're now, only a 10 the point favorite, Andy. Titans are only a 10 point favorite. Well, but here's the thing: yeah. well, I really want to give some credit to the Titans. No Derrick Henry. Everybody counted them to the dead. They're the second team to have a five game winning streak against playoff teams from the previous season. They're actually right now checking seven and zero against 2020 playoff clubs. They have the longest winning streak in 13 years. Six games. The longest winning streak in 13 years. It's unbelievable. And we talked to Matt in the previous section uh, in the segment, and he said that they had the easiest remaining schedule. The easiest remaining schedule. Let me clarify that. Against their opponents, their winning percentage is 33% down the stretch. So the Titans are going to roll tomorrow. They're going to roll big. And it's amazing right now without Derrick Henry because their defense has been great. Their defense has been great. You know, the problem with Tennessee is they're off-Broadway. You're playing in Nashville. If that team was playing in a major market, you'd hear everything and anything about the Tennessee Titans. They're kind of a secret, and they're going to sneak up on people. All right, Randy, heading into Week 11, I know this. I think I know this. (laughs) Is the Pittsburgh Charger game loser go home, winner gets to stay in the playoff hunt? Chargers can't drop the 5-5 and in that division, I think it'd be so tough to crawl themselves out for something like that. I, I mean, look, they would drop the five and five, maybe behind the Raiders and the Broncos. They can't afford to do that. They put themselves in the big time trouble there. The Steelers, they're five, three and one. They dropped the five and four. They're right there with Cincinnati and Cleveland is the loser not going to make the playoffs and the winner have a good stronghold on that, or no, it's not lose or go home just yet there in that one? Well, it's going to be lose or go home in tomorrow's Seattle game at Seattle. Seahawks oh, are hosting yeah. the Cardinals. Cardinals right in two. Seahawks are three and six. And last week... Seahawks are done, by the way. Seahawks oh, they are really are. And They're last done. week they They're lost done. at Green Bay 17 nothing. you got to say that last week was perhaps the worst game of Russell Wilson's quarterbacking career in the National Football League. It was the first time he's been shut out as a pro. Now, unless Seattle can win six of their last eight games, this will be the worst season of Russell Wilson's career, meaning it's going to be his first season below 500. I know you put a little asterisk next to him because he missed a couple of games with a broken finger, but the point is this. This is a bad football team, and he's not helping matters. So DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to be running superstar all over tomorrow. they got A.J. Green's doing well. I mean, this Cardinals team is a—I mean, I can't believe that they lost to Carolina last week, but honestly, they're going to roll, and they're going to roll big tomorrow. Andy, Russell Wilson will be the starting quarterback for who next year? That's a great question. I, you know what? How about I, not I, Seattle? I, I, not I would Seattle have to say, or not Seattle? No, not Seattle. He's out of there. But I will say this, just just taking a guess, and it's a wild guess, it might be the rolling quarterback merry-go-round with New York with the Jets. Could be. What happens if he decides he wanted to go to Cleveland? What happens if he wants to go to Miami? I don't Miami know who anybody, who, would, who in their right mind would want to go to Cleveland? Really? Would you <laughs> well, want to go to Cleveland? Come on. Uh, come on now. You live in Ohio. You're going to be knocking Cleveland? I don't live in Cleveland. You heard what the late Sam Weiss said. You ain't from Cleveland. You don't live in Cleveland. <laughs> that, is, that is true. I mean, come on now, though. 
Don't no. be knocking no. Cleveland like that. Well, I think Russell Wilson's wife is involved with some uh, clothing line. I think she'd love to be in New York anyway. What about I Miami? Think... He could go to Miami. Oh, they're giving the up to huh? Yeah. You think so? I, I, I don't know. I, I think See, New I told York's you the there's place. a lot of there's a lot. What about if he wants to? What is is Danny Dimes? Uh, Danny Jones? Um, I think he's in for the I think, Giants. I think they keep him. Yeah, I think they keep him. I really do. Because again, there's other. In. Suppose they can get Aaron Rodgers. You know what, though? I think Aaron Rodgers is too much of a prima donna, too much of a problem. I really do. I think Aaron Rodgers is a great great quarterback. I mean, he may be one of the best of all time, but he's too too much weight, too too much garbage with him. I mean, he brings along too much. Right. And I, I think he got away with a lot in Green Bay. I, I think he would have been chastised heavily, heavily in New York, Philly, L.A., or Chicago. That's what we know heading in the week 11 of the NFL. When we get back, K-Fig stops on by. Yeah, what did K-Fig. we miss? What happened last night? Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier in for Anthony Gargano right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, good morning, everybody. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier. We're in for Anthony Gargano on this Saturday morning. Of course, Andy hasn't been up this early in forever. What do you mean? I hadn't slept all night. (laughs) Pulled it all nighter, did you? Yeah, hell yeah. Let's check in with K-Fig, see what we missed from last night or early this morning. What's going on, K-Fig? So you guys know Pete Carroll was not uh, very pleased with uh, how things worked out last week in the shutout loss to the Green Bay Packers, and he blamed the officials for a lot of the issues. And in his Friday press conference, he says that it's time, finally time, for the NFL to have full-time officials. He said Uh, Bud Grant talked about this 30 years ago. Uh, They're making enough money at this point in time, the league does. There's no reason why they shouldn't have full-time officials. Do we agree? Oh, that's his losing yes. speech. No, that's his losing. If they would have won last week, he wouldn't go there. He pulled it out of the losing speech file. You know, I know Ed Hockley, who was an attorney in in the Phoenix area. Why why can't they be full time? I mean, you could pay them enough money. There's enough money from the NFL, Andy. Why can't you have full time officials out there? You know, you know why? Because they don't have to. That's why. That, that's the, the <laughs> that's only not reason. A good why? Yeah, it is Come a good on. answer. Why would you want to pay these guys full time when you could pay them per game and, and don't and don't don't Put that expense on yourself. It's worked this way for so long. Is it going to be any better? I don't think it'll be any better. There'll still be complaints. Yeah, but at least you're not having principals. And I got to tell you, I had a, I had a junior high school principal, or excuse me, a high school principal. I don't want to tell the school Palisades High School, and he was refereeing um, a Rose Bowl game. And it was out of hand, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't getting any airtime. So he purposely threw a flag so the cameras could look at him while he, while he threw the no flag. No way. Yes, <laughs> I, That's I'm telling you the truth. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. If, if there's any argument whatsoever, it should be college. College should have full time guys because you got guys that are roughing three, four, five times a week, and they got other jobs. Okay, and no one's complaining about that. So, you know, go ahead, Pete, sorry. Put that speech away. Put it away. You brought up college a second ago, and uh, Matt Corral, the quarterback at Ole Miss, uh, announced on Friday night that he was uh, leaving. He says he thanks Rebel Nation for all their support, but he's uh, getting ready for his final game. Uh, at uh, when they take on Vanderbilt this weekend. He is currently rated as the top prospect at the quarterback position, but this is also thought of to be a very weak quarterback class. Where do we think Corral uh, – what do you think his prospects are headed into the next level? 
Uh, they, they're real good. I really do. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad he's doing that. He's going to avoid a possible injury. He's going to probably be in New York for the Heisman meetings and the, for the award. I don't think he's going to get it, but it'll be there. So I think it's a good move on his part. I think it's a horrible uh, quarterback class. So yeah, it's not like it's been the last couple of years. So so absolutely, I would. I, I think it's a smart move out there. Matter of fact, we see kids nowadays um, leaving before bowl games. They're like, uh, or right. sitting out halfway through the year, Andy. They're like, I'm not going to take a chance of um, getting hurt or anything like that. And also, Andy, your neck of the woods, or semi, I mean, it's in, it's in Ohio, the uh, Cleveland Guardians are official. They had their lawsuit oh, that they have put geez. behind them, and now they have officially started selling merchandise. Apparently, there's a long line, uh, people waiting. What is, the, uh, what is the expectation out there? What is the excitement level for the Cleveland Guardians? No more of the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. When they changed the name from the Indians to the Guardians, people went crazy. Then all of a sudden, there was a minor league hockey team, I believe, in Cleveland that had the same name, and they were fighting over the name for a name that nobody wanted now they're fighting over it now they're selling the memorabilia you know what though it's, it's, it's ridiculous let it go let it go i mean please put a winning product on the field that's more important than your name it really is oh no the name is important andy Come i like the. you know what i kind of like the washington football team how's that the wft <laughs> i kind of like it leave it alone <laughs> so you were stuck with the Cleveland baseball team would have done it for you? Though? Yes, yeah. Cleveland baseball team. Maybe you should do it to every team. This way they have to gouge us on, on memorabilia. And these teams, they think they're smart. They change the colors of their caps every month so these morons could collect caps we, on the teams. I wouldn't give them a nickel. I wouldn't we, give them a nickel. We should just do what they do in the Canadian League, just name every team the Rough Riders or something. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's exactly what they do. <laughs> and, uh, of course, big news with the, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys not going to have Amari Cooper. The sir, his services are for the next couple of games because they have the short week this week, uh, taking on the Raiders on Thanksgiving, and of course the big one this Sunday against uh, Kansas City. Well, Cowboy- he's a schmuck because he should have bought a, a Vax card from Antonio Brown. Oh, that's that's, that's what where he his misstep was. Right. Yes. <laughs> As opposed to just getting vaccinated and maybe uh, possibly avoiding this altogether for a team that is still possibly fighting for contention for the top seed in the NFC, which, of course, we know there's only one bye now that we have the 17 teams or the 17 weeks in the extra team in the postseason. So uh, this could loom large for the Cowboys moving forward. Especially in that division, too, when you're playing the Eagles, Washington, and the Giants, nobody's above 500. They could have, uh, I don't know about easily, but they could have been uh, making a run at that top spot there. No doubt about that, as you said, K-Fig. Yep. I love it. All right, thanks a lot, K-Fig. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank I love K-Fig. I love him. I, I want to hear his voice a little more. Love you too, love- Andy. Give me one more. Give me one more. You got something. Make it up. He didn't, bring up, my Ariz- he didn't bring up my Arizona Wildcats beating Wichita State in overtime Wait, last no night. Air- Arnie, I like no. to talk about things that people actually at least care about. <laughs> oh. At least a little bit. There's a Jeez. shot. There's a shot. <laughs> How about I mean, utility? Could- I'll talk about your Arizona Wildcat football team. That's now 1-10. How about that? We had to beat a team, Cal, who barely had enough guys to come down, and they had to cancel the next game. Yeah, they're pulling people out of the stands to suit up to play football. (laughs) Three hours are in the books. Thanks a lot, K-Fig. And they Uh, cheat basketball, too. That was the power hour. The bonus hours coming up next. You'll have to stick around for that. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier. We're in for Anthony Gargano right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, let's go. It is the bonus hour of the show. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier, we're in for Anthony Gargano right here on Fox Sports Radio. Bernie Fratto from straight out of Vegas. Of course, you'll hear Bernie later on tonight also. Uh, he's coming up at about 20 past the hour with his college football picks and some NFL picks. So that is a must listen to Bernie Fratto coming up in about 20 minutes from now. By the way, uh, Andy, and if you want to be part of the show, Andy Furman, FSR, I'm in Stinking Genius One. Um, some Mark, the Bronco fan, said, I wonder how bad the officials will be this weekend. Pete Carroll complaining about the officials. Does it seem that more people are complaining about the officiating? And would you be a good official, Andy, if we gave you like six months or a year to study up on the rules or what? <laughs> No, I don't want to stay out there in the cold. I'm not like Ed Hockley. Ed Hockley, yeah. Hockley, who's standing out there with his uh, biceps sticking out. You know, that's what he did. Well, he's retired now. His son does it now, though. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't think... I don't think Pete Carroll did any justice to the National Football League by saying that. And I understand why the National Football League will probably fine him for saying that because I think it puts a, a, uh, an idea in the minds of rabid fans who gamble. Let's face it. Why is the NFL so popular? You know, it's quite, it's a great game, number one. Uh, there's not many games, so every game means something. But more than that, it's a gambling game. There's yeah, no whoa, game whoa, whoa. more they perfect gamble, for gambling than the National Football foot, League. We gamble in football, baseball, and hockey, but, no, that the, doesn't... but not, not like football and you know why it's, it's so much easier to gamble in football because a lot of people play fantasy football so you know the names of the players you know as well as I do want you can go to a game with a couple of guys and they'll be rooting for the right. team to lose because right. they have the other team on their fantasy football team does you know gambling I mean? help college football or do we just love college well, football the, the, no matter what? Well, I think gambling helps it, but not as much as the National right. Football League because, A, there's not that much gambling. It's supposed to be covered up to some extent. But more than that, there's no fantasy football in college football. I think there may be under the table a black market, if you will. But I, it's not like in the open like the National Football League. Yeah, but but has the officiating gotten worse, or is it just one of those years, or are we just uh, I, I will tell you what more. I think hurts officiating. Honestly, the replay. 
Number one, I, I can't stand the wasted time in the replay. Oh, stop, come on. Let, let the officials the make the time. call, right or wrong, and live with it, okay? Just I, when I go into that tent and for eight, nine, ten minutes under the tent, come, and, and that's the problem because you'll have fans saying, hey, he blew that call. How many other calls are you going to blow? It, it puts a lack of credibility in officiating when you have to go to the replay. But I understand the bottom line. You want to get it right. You I have get to get that. it right. Andy, you can't. But, but there's yeah. always a human error factor. No, 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 no. You you can't get it wrong with the game on the line. You have to. I don't care if it takes a half hour. I'll I'll go make myself a sandwich. I, get the get it right, Andy. I I, I don't care. I, you cannot uh, end the, have a game end because somebody gave you the wrong call. And there's and the more complaining. Now and more beefing now in the National Football League with replays than there was prior to being replaced. How, how many me. people? How many people do you think at the beginning of the year want to be referees? And how many people do they weed out because they don't have like? How many referees are there? A hundred? Do they start with a thousand and weed them down to a hundred, Andy? Do they start with well, ten thousand, five thousand? I, I don't know how many to start with, but I don't think there's that much of a turnover from year to year. That's number one. No, no, not year to year, but like at the beginning of the year, like how many people want to be like baseball umpires? There's like schools for that, you know. Yeah, but baseball, A, it's a full-time gig. Number two, you got to work yeah. your way up from the minor leagues and maybe college. Well, I would league, hate whatever. to do baseball. I would hate to Base, do baseball. Baseball's oh. the worst. It's oh. a lonely job. It's a, oh. a six-seven-month job. Oh, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. All right, you want to get in? we got a lot to get to. It's football Saturday. Um, again, at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Bernie Fratto at 20 past the hour. we got a lot of college football. We talked about the cream puff games. I don't know why we'll waste any time with that, but once again, we have three cream puff games where Georgia's going to be taking on Charleston Southern. Georgia's a 51-and-a-half point favorite. Texas A&M against Prairie View A&M. Texas A&M a 42-and-a-half point favorite in that one. Um, once again, more cream puffs, Andy. I hate to see games like this, especially in November, right before Thanksgiving. Uh, it really takes away. We only have three games where both opponents are ranked inside the top 25. I need, I need a little bit more on my uh, November 20th, you know? Why? Why? I'll ask you why. Why do you need more? Well, because I don't I want to it. know why. I, I think it's better. It's better this way because you could zero in on the big games. The big game is Michigan State, Ohio State, right? Iowa State, Oklahoma. Uh, to some extent, obviously, SMU at Cincinnati and Oregon at Utah. So you zero in one of those games. The, the, the Oregon-Utah game is 7.30 Eastern time. You can watch that. Cincinnati game is 3.30 Eastern time. You can watch that one. Other than that, Arkansas-Alabama, that's not going to be much of a game. Iowa State-Oklahoma, that's, uh, that's at noon. And the Michigan State-Ohio State game, that's at noon. Right. So you can flip back and forth. Well, as you mentioned, Andy, and I hate to tell you this again, I told you this the first time, we don't want your Cincinnati Bearcats in the four-team playoff. That's why we keep putting them in number five. Well, when you say we, you should say you. Because I think there's a contingent of people, especially people who are not in the Power Five, that want to see them there and want to see them get a chance, and they want to root for the little guy. And they're no. certainly the little guy. And they're 10-0, and 0, and they're deserving of some respect. They got respect. They're number five. That's okay. And they need some breaks to get in there. Look, if they don't make it, they got no one to blame them themselves because they control somewhat their own destiny, but obviously they need some help from others. In other words, that Oregon-Utah game, if Oregon should lose tonight and they're number three – there's a good chance that basically maybe UC could move up. If Michigan State could beat Ohio State, Ohio State's in there as well. Maybe UC could move up if they win. They have to win, and they need some help from others. No, I, I still mean we. I still, I'm going to talk on everybody other than Cincinnati Bearcat fans. 
if if you're a neutral fan, you don't want to see. Sa- I'm, I'm going to say we. I speak on behalf of everybody, Andy. Because well, I don't look. I I, I hear no. what you're saying, and I think to some extent, there's a lot of people that believe the committee members feel the same way you do. They didn't want to see That's a small exactly. because of exactly. brand and name recognition. I understand Cincinnati is not on the tip of a tongue like a, like an Oklahoma, Michigan State, Ohio State, or Alabama. They, what they about the schedule too? Name. Yes, they beat Notre Dame, but you know you, you, when you beat up um, the cream puffs of the world. Then you know, especially when you knew you had a good team, you can't have like the Murray States or whoever the hell you play. You got to get some big boys in there. Yes, you got Notre Dame, but uh, you got to get some real big boys in there. Also. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm look as I said, if they don't get into the final four, they have no one to blame but themselves. The American Athletic Conference is not the strongest conference in the world. Their strength of schedule with their remaining games is 53rd in the country, which is not good at all. The strength of schedule overall is like 99th or 100th, so it's not that good. That's not going to help them. You're right. They, they and they didn't play. Play well. Think about this now. They played Murray State. It was seven-seven at the half, the opening of the season. They played a, a bad two-lane team. They beat them, but you know you got to put those teams away. You talk about we... style points. They got no style points against Navy or Tulane or even Tulsa. Tulsa almost had them in the last minute of the game. They fumbled on the goal line. Tulsa had them in Cincinnati. So you're right. You got to get some style points. If we go from four to twelve teams in the college football playoff. What do we do about like the American Athletic Conference? Um, you know, in Conference USA, we don't give them automatic bids. The Mid American, um, the Mountain West, we we don't say you get automatic bids too, do do we? No. Here's what's going to happen yeah. if you have 12 teams. Number one, you might as well eliminate every other bowl game. And that's going to be bad. That's fine with me. Well, well it's not fine with me, okay? Because I, I really enjoy the bowl games. Because you really like do. the Poulon Weed Eater Bowl. You like that one. No, but I'm talking about the orange and, and the, the, the sugar and all those other bowl games. I mean, they're meaningless. Those yes. games are meaningless right now. As of right now, they're somewhat meaningless. Yes. Just like just like the Associated Press and the College Football Bowl. People get a big deal about that, and I keep on hearing the argument in Cincinnati. Whoa, the Cincinnati Bearcats are ranked third in the poll. I said, what poll? AP? Coaches yeah. poll? It doesn't mean anything. The big poll is Tuesday night, the college playoff poll. That's where it's at. So the other polls are, are, are meaningless, number one. And the other bowls that we'll have, if they expand to 12, forget about it. They're gone. Doesn't, doesn't, orange bowl mean nothing. Sugar bowl, nothing. Aren't it doesn't mean anything. Bowls, aren't Rose they meaningless? Bowl, aren't, we, aren't they meaningless for the most part anyway? I'm talking to about the lower extent, bowls. To somewhat now, yes, they are. I mean, it's amazing. You the, the champion of the Pac-12 playing the champion of the Big, the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. Uh, will it mean anything if the, if the Big Ten champion doesn't go to the Final Four? Probably not. But at least it's an exciting ball game. It means something. you got 12 teams vying for a championship game game, you know, in, in the college playoffs, you know, the other bowl games mean nothing. They mean nothing. They really do. All right, let's take a look at some of the games. Michigan State, Ohio State, as you mentioned earlier, is the big game of the day. Ohio State, now latest line change. They're a 19-point favorite. It was 19-and-a-half, I believe, when we started the show, Andy. So I want to say money coming in on Michigan State, which I thought was going to happen, and lower the line. People are going to take as many points as they can with Michigan State, thinking that the game could be close. We've had a lot of people tweeting in saying, Ohio State's offense way too good. How are you going to be able to slow them down? Nebraska slowed them down, but that was a couple of weeks ago. Can Michigan State keep up with this Ohio State team, Andy? That's the big question. Though. I will say this. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback of Ohio State, is going to have a big day against the, the weak secondary of Michigan State. That That's the bottom line right there. I don't think they're going to have to – they're not going to run the ball. They're going to pass. They're going to pass uh, many times today. I think Ohio State wins, and they're going to win fairly big today against Michigan State. And, you know, Ohio State's great. I think Ohio State has a, has a shot. I don't think they're going to do it. They have a real shot to play in the championship game. 
and win it, are, but I don't think anybody's going to beat Georgia this year. Are you just a lover of Ohio State, or are you anti-Michigan State? Um, no. Remember, I, Michigan State with a great win over Michigan. Oh, a great win over Michigan. Um, yes, they did. And Michigan was still ranked higher than they was. They were. That, that was a joke as well. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not anti-any. I mean, Ohio State, you know, I, I don't have any rooting interest uh, for Ohio State or Michigan State, really. But I think Ohio State is a better ball club. I, I think they have a weak, weaker secondary on Michigan State. I think C.J. Stroud's a Heisman candidate. He's going to have a big day against the Spartans today. And I think Michigan State's run defense is pretty good. But you know what? Uh, the Buckeyes don't have to run against them. They're just going to pass, and they'll pass them to death today. Uh, we'll see, which sets up a Ohio State-Michigan game later on, which... Um, That'll be a biggie. <laughs> no, no fire Harbaugh now. That's going to happen at the end of the year. Um, yeah, that, that's the only thing left in the way for Ohio State. Uh, if they get by Michigan State, all that's left is Michigan, and that's going to be the big one next week on the 27th, and that's going to be a noon kickoff there, Andy. So yeah. looking forward to that one too. So well, Can't wait we'll see to see what that. happens there. Yeah, I, I just think Ohio State's going to win that game, and I think Ohio State will probably beat Michigan. They got their number. I mean, you know, I, I'd like to see Michigan beat Ohio State once. I'd like to see Jim Harbaugh win uh, against Ohio State, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. What's going on with Oklahoma? Of course, you know my Sunday night partner, Chris Plank. Every time Oklahoma loses. Oh, he's an Oklahoma ball washer. I mean, Oh, I, 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 I'm afraid to come to work because he's so crabby. Um, they almost lost to Kansas for crying out loud. I know. They're going to be in for a tough game against Iowa State. By the way, Oklahoma now only a three-point favorite. Andy, I don't know if I maybe misread this. Yeah. At the beginning of the show, I think Oklahoma was a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That line has come down at least a point-and-a-half. Um, you get like three points for home field advantage. In Oklahoma, you get more like four or five they're saying Iowa State's the better team. I think this is going to be a great game uh, for noon kickoff. Well, the one thing we know that both these teams could put up a lot of points. I'd like to know what the over and under in this game is because there'll be a lot of points. 59. 59. Yeah, that doesn't seem that high. That doesn't seem that high, Andy. I, th- I kind of agree with you. I think I'd go with the over on that one, you know? Yeah, I would too. I would too. Because Except Oklahoma's got- had tough putting points on the board sometimes, depending on who their quarterback is. And that's a question right now because Caleb Williams was quarterbacking last week against Baylor, and that, that Baylor loss really hurt Oklahoma. That was his roughest outing all year long, so we'll see if he could bounce back from that Baylor loss last week. Now, look, basically, they're still in the hunt, Oklahoma is. Uh, they're not out of that hunt, but the chances took that big hit with the loss to Baylor last week. Uh, as far as the Cyclones are concerned, Iowa State, they're 6-4 and four overall. They're, they're finished as far as winning the Big 12 title. But they have enough talent to beat Oklahoma today. Their running back, Brees Hall, their quarterback, Brock Purdy, they put up some points. And I tell you what, back in August, I thought Brees Hall was going to be a possible Heisman candidate. That's off the table as well now. But I think I think Iowa State could cause some havoc today, and they could beat Oklahoma. I don't think they will, but I like that point spread. I like Oklahoma by about three or four today, like in a high-scoring game, like 41-37, wow. 41-38, something and, like that. And, Andy, don't forget Notre Dame. I know you said you don't think they're going to get into the four-team playoff. All they need to do is win out against a Georgia Tech and a Stanford team and then get a little bit of help, which is very possible with Michigan losing. What they really need is just Cincinnati to lose uh, somewhere along the way. And Notre Dame can find themselves in the the top four. I will tell you right now, if Notre Dame gets to the top four, I will walk from here to your house. (laughs) I live in Vermont, Andy. I know you do. I know. I, I used to live in New Hampshire, and I walked there. I oh won't my walk there, but there's no they, look. They're ranked fifteenth. There's no way they're jumping over all those people. There's no way. I mean, and honestly, I mean, if they get in, no, the final four. And if you, if Cincinnati goes undefeated, 
Okay, and they don't get any help from anybody else. If they go undefeated and you're telling me that if Notre Dame wins out, they're going to bypass Cincinnati, that would be a crime. Notre Dame's they, number they should, eight. Number, there'll be an investigation. There have to be an investigation if Notre Dame bypasses Cincinnati. Well, they got to hope Believe Cincinnati me. trips up somewhere along the well, way. Well, if they lose, yeah, there's a possibility. And they may lose to SMU today. Oh, they I, might. I, I promise you, if Cincinnati loses, um, Notre Dame will jump ahead of them. I, I promise you that. that that's, that's going to happen. And you, and you mentioned uh, Cincinnati has SMU. And then yeah. on the road against East Carolina, which could be a little bit of a tricky game. East Carolina's no pushover. They're a decent team. Yeah, they They're won their last three. Yeah, they yeah. won their last three. And I look, when you, when you have a team that's winning, you know, it's great motivation for a coach to say that you could be the spoiler. You could, you could knock this team off. That team's going to have a big target on their back, and that's basically what Cincinnati has. And to be honest with you, the way they've played against some really poor teams like Navy, Tulane, and Tulsa, uh, you would think that maybe these other teams have really gotten up for them, and maybe Cincinnati can't handle the pressure. You know, think about that. I mean, there's a lot of outside factors. These kids are 18, 19 years old. Maybe they can't handle this national pressure and the prestige that they're getting right now. They're not used to it. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier in for Anthony Gargano. When we get back, we're going to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Bernie Vegas. Fratto. Yeah, Bernie Fratto stops on by. Who does Bernie like today and tomorrow? We'll find that out coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Absolutely amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020, 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. 
Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're sitting in for Anthony Gargano. Want to get right out to our guest. Uh, of course, you could check out Bernie Fratto, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific tonight. That's 2A to 6A Eastern, straight out of Vegas. It's Bernie Fratto. How you doing, Bernie? Well, you know, gentlemen, given that I am often an encyclopedia of useless information, as I watched Michigan play UNLV last night here at T-Mobile, I was reminded that 17 years ago last night, is the anniversary of the Malice at the Palace. And yes, yes. I know, because I was there. We were doing wow. a radio remote. Well, you know, you were there. People, It seems like two million people were there. Everybody says they were there, Bernie. Well, uh, that's a story for a different day. But we were doing a radio remote when I was with 97.1 CBS, and uh, we you know, we could do three segments on that, oh, so I, perhaps I, I shouldn't I, have brought it up. Yeah. You know what, Bernie, before we even get to the games, I want to ask you, you have some information on that Tucker contract. That was some big-time money there, you know? Well, it's gonna be it's gonna happen, and to see the key is is that when the LSU rumors emerged six weeks ago, uh, Michigan State's got a couple of massive benefactors: Dan Gilbert, who owns Quicken Loans, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Matt Ishbia, who's also in the mortgage business. Combined, they're worth about $38 billion. So they said, not on our job watch. I told Mel Tucker, anything LSU can do, we can match. Whatever you think you can win there, we can win here. You don't want to be there. They're crazy. The last two coaches to win national championships at Orgeron and uh, Les Miles were both showing the door shortly thereafterward. And the big thing is this, is that Michigan State has a new AD named Alan Haller. He was hired September 1st. And uh, he was basically handpicked by Mel Tucker. Mel Haller goes back about 25 years with Michigan State. He played football there. He's been he's held many jobs there. Google his name. No one knows it, but they're very close. And for him to make that, he was basically handpicked by Mel Tucker to have that kind of autonomy. He's not going to get up and leave. So that deal should happen here in the next week or so. Wow. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get to the games, my friend. We start. Let's go right to the big ones. Actually, before that, I want to ask you one thing. I talked to you last week about Alabama and New Mexico State. We have more cream puff games like this. Do you lay the points or do you take the points when it's like 40 and 50 points, Bernie? Well, it's a case-by-case basis because there are some coaches that like to run up the score and some coaches who don't. And I think today is a very tough card. I think you got to tread very, very lightly today. There are three games I do like that I know that the pros are on. First in the Michigan State-Ohio State game. People have to remember uh, that although this is a big number, 19 points, and although Michigan State's defensive secondary is very questionable and Ohio State's clicking on all cylinders, the Buckeyes have been bad against the spread before the Michigan game. Remember, they've got Michigan next week. They failed to cover the spread before the Michigan game for seven straight seasons. So wow. I look for Michigan to hang Michigan State to hang that number. However, the pros are actually on the over of 66. They expect it to be a shootout. And the other game the pros are on, Oregon at Utah. They're one of only four top 25 matchups. This is huge for Utah if they have designs on uh, on hanging in there to win the Pac-12. The problem is Utah's only loss in the last two months came against an Oregon State team that's one of only two teams in the conference that averaged more yards per rush than Utah. Now the Utes play the other team in Oregon. Oregon's catching three points to pros like Oregon. Bernie, how you doing? Uh, good morning, Andy. How are you? Uh, fine, thanks. I got a quickie for you. I want to know, how is Vegas handling all this parity in the NFL with gambling? Well, this is what they want, uh, because when you set a line, a line is never a predictor, Andy. It's merely an instrument 
to create equal action between both sides. And the book charges a little thing called the Vigorish, which is their fee to make these bets. So uh, there were three weeks in a row where the books took a huge bath because all the favorites came in and the overs were coming in. And when all the favorites come in, you have a situation, Andy, where people who parlay all the money line plays and teasers, all those, those stay alive and those triple the profits for the players. But since then, the lines have gotten much sharper. And you, you bring up a good word, parity, because the more evenly matched up there are, the more difficult it makes it for the better and the books flourish. Well, with that being said, though, Bernie, and again, don't take it wrong, but we always hear from the Vegas guys out there, guys like you that say 52, 53, 54 percent, you're doing very well. Why is that good? Why shouldn't you be picking at 75 percent, 80 percent right? You've got all the numbers. You got the trend. Shouldn't we be picking better or what? Well, this is extremely difficult to do, and the, the key is is that when you, the more games you bet, the more you open the door for things to go wrong. And obviously, take the NFL, for instance. Uh, every week there are three or four dogs that actually went out right. So the key is to really to try to pick winners. If you pick winners, say, in the NFL, you cover the spread 70% of the time. Unfortunately, it's not so easy to pick winners. Uh, you just take a look at Baltimore two weeks ago on a Thursday night against Miami, and you know there are obviously examples every single week. So it, it, the average better, and I think Andy might have mentioned this earlier, look, what people don't realize is 98% of the people who bet, they don't really bet to win. They bet because it's an adrenaline rush. It, it, it enhances the viewing participation of the game. It feeds their competitive spirit. When they have a few shekels on the game, it just makes it a much more enjoyable experience. The truth of the matter is, and there have been countless studies done on this, most bettors get high making the bet, not winning the bet. Right. No, you're exactly right. I want to go to the NFL with you, Bernard, if I can. The Saints are at the Eagles. Eagles have won two of the last three. They've developed a running game that's a new identity for this team. They've had at least 175 yards rushing at least in the last three weeks. I like the Eagles over the Saints yesterday or tomorrow because Alvin Kamara's not even going to be playing for the Saints. I think the Eagles are going to beat them. This is a, a, an interesting game to wager on. I'm with you. I think the Eagles have uh, shown in the last three weeks that if they bring their best, they're very formidable. Oddly enough, Andy, the Eagles are 0-4 at home this year, and that basically shows their maddening week-to-week consistency. You've got a break, though. Trevor Simeon fills in a quarterback for the Saints, and although he's yet to throw an interception, they've got him on film now. So I do like the Eagles here in a, in a very light line home spot. Bernie, everybody wants to know who you like in the big game, Dallas-Kansas City. Kansas City what, is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which means they say that the Dallas Cowboys are a better team because home field for Kansas City got to be worth like four points. Well, everybody feels like Kansas City somewhat recovered their mojo after they beat the Raiders and, 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 and Packers. But look, the long and the short of it is the Kansas City has still turned the ball over 20 times this year. Their defense Running game still ranks 28th. Their offense up until two weeks ago, or check that, defense giving up 7.1 yards per game. Dallas is still playing for the top seed uh, in the NFC. So anytime the Chiefs have been laying points, have been blindly grabbing the other team, they're only 4-19, and 19, the Chiefs, in their last 23. Wow. And, and so the, tr- the truth of the matter is I can't remember when the Chiefs have been under a field goal in the Pat Mahomes era, especially at home, but Dallas would be the only way I could look in this game. Wow. Bernie, let you me know, leave you with yeah. this. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, 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 ahead, go ahead, Andy. I want to leave you with this game. The Colts of the Bills. The Colts scratched their way up to a 500 after a 1-4 and four start there. 5-5 five and five right now. I, I, I don't think they have enough firepower to match the Bills' offense tomorrow in Buffalo. 
I agree with that, but they're getting a healthy seven points, and I think the Colts can hang that number. But more importantly, Andy, I'll give you guys a really solid trend heading into this game. So far in the NFL, outdoor games have gone under 63%, and early games, the early games have gone under 61%. If you just blindly bet the unders in those games, and everything's trending under throughout the year because obviously there's fans back in the stands, and that's mattered. However, so this is a game where the total is 50 and I really like the under in this game. The Colts are a different team with a healthy Carson Wentz. And if their ground to cold, uh, control attack with uh, Jonathan uh, Taylor can keep the ball out of uh, uh, Josh Allen's hands, I think the Colts keep this close. But more, uh, more, moreover, I like the under of 50. It favors two big trends. One, one more birdie in your neck of the woods out there in Vegas. The Bengals and the Raiders, loser, might, uh, might as well walk away from the playoffs, I think. How do you see that game? Well, both teams are coming off very bad losses last week. And since he's, uh, this is their fourth road game in five weeks, but the Raiders are just sort of a hot mess. And I can't look to either side in this game. Cincinnati laying one on the road. If Cincinnati brings their best and uh, Joe Burrow avoids the big turnover, I think the Bengals get the road win here. All right, I love it. All right, he's Bernie Fratto, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific. 2A to 6A Eastern, a lot of football to break down, a must-listen to. Bernie, thanks for getting up with us, buddy. We'll uh, certainly be listening tonight. All right, enjoy your day, guys. See you, right, Bernie. Take care. Thanks. Bernie Fratto, straight out of it. You know you wish you were in Vegas, Andy. You certainly know that wish that. Uh, we'll come back. We'll take a look at more of the top 25 games in college football, more of the NFL games uh, in Week 11. But first, let's check in with Ilo, I believe. See what's trending out. What's going on there, Ilo? Good morning, Arnie and Andy. We got some big NFL news that is just coming down. The Pittsburgh Steelers have just announced that Ben Roethlisberger has cleared COVID protocols and is expected to start on Sunday night football against the Chargers in Los Angeles. The Steelers also said that Roethlisberger will will fly separately to Los Angeles this afternoon instead of being on the team's charter plane. So if you see a 6'5", 240-pound guy clogging up the middle seat on your Spirit (laughs) Airlines flight today, who knows? It might be Big Ben. Yeah, but I don't want to wear a mask and getting into a fight, getting kicked off the plane. <laughs> yeah, he, he would probably have the advantage going into that particular uh, bout. So, uh, you know, get it out for a four-hour flight uh, if you're on the if you're on the aisle or uh, or, or on the um, or on the. Uh, Window seat. <laughs> I blanked. Maybe it's because I always sit on the aisle or the middle seat. I never get the window seat. Anyway, in the NBA on Friday night, the Phoenix Suns won their 11th in a row, defeating the Dallas Mavericks 112 to 104. The Chicago Bulls improved to 11 and 5. Zach Levine scored 36 in their 114-108 victory at Denver. Golden State without Steph Curry and Draymond Green because of injuries. They still won at Detroit 105 to 102 as Jordan Poole scored 32. Golden State now 14 and 2. The Lakers now 8-9. and nine. They lost at Boston 130-108. to Jason Tatum scored 37. LeBron James scored 23 in his return after missing eight games with an abdominal injury. And in college football on Friday night, number 19 San Diego State improved to 10-1 with a 28-20 victory at UNLV. Arnie and Andy, Big Ben is back. Back to you. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Ilo. Andy Furman, Arnie Spanier. We're in for Anthony Gargano on this big football Saturday. 
20th day of November. By the way, coming up at the top of the hour, Fox Big Noon kickoff. I watch it every Saturday, so certainly looking forward to that. By the way, Andy, you know yes. we're all fans of who today, don't you? No offense. I hate to keep slapping you in the face. We're all fans of SMU because Listen we want you. Cincinnati. You're killing me. You're yeah. killing me, really. <laughs> we, we want Cincinnati going down, Andy. You know that, don't yeah, you? Well, you, you, you don't have that much to worry about because they're halfway out of it now. Look, I, I got a question to ask you because you yeah. brought up that Bengals-Raiders game tomorrow, which is a big one, and Bernie sort of agreed like the loser's going to probably go home and you know be crying in their milk. But here's the deal. I hear this all the time in sports, and you know sports in and out. You've been around. You've been around locker rooms. You cover the games. Now, all the off-the-field problems, the John Gruden situation, the Henry Rugg situation with the drunken driving, you know, and, and I hear people say, well, the Raiders are a hot mess. When guys suited up, they put the helmet and the pads on, does that really make a difference? I don't think it makes a darn difference at all. I think they go out there, they play. Look, I, I, I've seen guys that can't stand their teammates, but when they're in the trenches, they go out there for one cause and one cause only as a team to win. After the game's over, they go in their own way. Just just the way it is. Well, for the rug situation, I think the players are able to put that behind them. For the John Gruden situation, I think that's a little bit different. When you lose your head coach, maybe you could rally like they did for the first couple of games. But sooner or later, I think it takes its toll on you. And, you know, losing a head coach in the middle of the year and not being fired for playing bad football, being fired for some other stuff, I think that could take its toll, Andy. I think that could be one of the reasons why they But there's a contingent of players, I'm sure, in that locker room that wanted to see Gruden go anyway. Yes, yes, I I agree with you. By the way, since you bring up Gruden, I think he um, that lawsuit will never go to court, but that he'll win big, big money. I think the NFL's afraid to to go ahead and go to court. What would be leaked out of by John Gruden? Right, the fact that he's suing the NFL is not a wise move on his part. First of all, he'll never be back in the NFL. No, it is a good move. It's a very good move, Andy. Why is it a good move for cash? You mean just for his money? Yeah, well, one he he wants three things. He's not going to get his name back, so you could forget about that. Right, he'll Um, never get back in the NFL. He'll never get a sniff. He'll never get that, but he can get money. Matter of fact, if I was John Gruden, I'd tell every owner I want five million dollars from you each for 160 million, or we're going to go to court and I'm going to find out what the other 650 thousand emails were about, and you certainly don't want that. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and call your bluff. You're either going to give me my money, or you're going to get those emails leaked, and they don't want them leaked, Andy. They well, don't. I'm sure he's, I'm yeah. sure he's going to get some money from the Raiders. However, you know this may be a situation where the attorney already got money from the Raiders. Well, he got fired yeah. for cause, perhaps. So I don't know. No, he didn't get been, fired. He stepped he, down. Uh, you yeah, know, they, we don't really they, know. They, they, it was reported that he stepped right. down. But, yeah, but he got yeah. a settlement. I don't think he walked away empty-handed is what I'm okay. saying Okay, well, that's that's fine. Then. So but as, as for the game, though, I, I like the Bengals. The Bengals are a one-point favorite, and um, obviously they're going to get back on track. There's a big game for both teams out there, but I like the Bengals in this one, you know? Well, I'd like to see the Bengals win. I mean, it could be a bad weekend in Cincinnati as, you, as you're praying for SMU to win and yes. if the Raiders win. <laughs> it's a bad to be a lost weekend for Cincinnati fans. You know, let me, let me get back to SMU real quick. Would you do you want the ten or are you think Cincinnati? First of all, I would think Cincinnati would be a bigger favorite, kind of like the way Ohio State's a big favorite over Michigan State. I thought Cincinnati'd be like a seventeen point favorite for a team that feels they should be in the top four, Andy. 
Well, look, I've seen Cincinnati double-digit favorites over Navy, over Tulane. I mean, come on, it's just it's not happening. For some reason, they can't get started. They can't get that. The game's at home. I, I think it's a big deal. That really helps. But I think that for some reason, they can't accept the fact that they are on the, quote, big stage, and they're, they're trembling on that big stage. And it started the season started that way. You know, when they played Murray State, and for those that don't know, Murray State's in Kentucky, Murray, Kentucky, but it's on the schedule. You can't help it. you got to play the teaser <laughs> on your schedule. It was 7-7 at the half. You know, they beat them and they beat them soundly, but after that, they struggled early on in most of the games and they never really put a team away. They never did. And I think that's going to hurt them as far in the eyes of the committee. Uh, a couple other games, uh, Arkansas, Alabama, Bryce Young, obviously the quarterback for Alabama, the Heisman favorite. By the way, is, is the Heisman Trophy still with the same cachet? Is it still as important or we don't even care about that anymore? Well, I think it means something. I think simply because it's a big program on TV, but uh, there are so many other trophies. There's so many other trophies. Yeah, so Survivor, too, Andy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, no, you're right. But it's a big deal. I I think it's a big deal. I think the voting for it is ridiculous. I think it's usually the best quarterback in the country. Yes, yes. And I like to see the running back of Michigan State get a sniff. I really do. He'll probably be in New York. I I think he'll be there for New York, but uh, I don't think he's going to win it because it's always a quarterback. That's just the way it is. Arkansas is taking on Alabama, though. Alabama is almost a three-touchdown favorite. They're 20-and-a-half-point favorites over Arkansas. I remember back in the day, and this is one of those three games that both teams are ranked, Arkansas number 21, Alabama, um, hanging into that number two slot out there. Alabama can't get tripped up, like you said, Andy. Um, Maybe not even in the SEC championship game against Georgia. Big game. They want to get out on Arkansas early and not even make this one close. You know, I agree with you. I think Alabama wins. I think Alabama wins by double digits today. Something like 31 to 20, 31, 21, something like that. I think they roll today. They really do. But uh, again, they have a hard time running the football. So we'll see what happens. They have to pass. It's going to be Bryce Young and Bryce Young at his best today. He's got 33 touchdown passes on the year and only three interceptions. Their ground game has not been as reliable as it has been in the past. Their offensive line is not that good. They're a one-dimensional football team. If you've got a good secondary and you start the pass game, you could beat Arkansas. We saw what happened against LSU. They beat LSU. They just got by LSU. 2014, they only gained six yards rushing the entire game, which is ridiculous. You know, when you say Bryce Young, what did you say, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions? What yeah. am I supposed to say about that, Andy? Am I supposed to Am I supposed to say, wow, he's a really great quarterback, that's why he's going to win the Heisman? Or am I supposed to say, well, he plays for Alabama, Andy, of course. He's going to have 33. I think you say both, really. Because I can have I can have thirty touchdowns and three interceptions, uh, you know, playing for Alabama. They're, they get every great player, though. Obviously, they're not as great as they were in the last couple of years, but they're certainly the premier program, one of the premier programs. You know, I, I don't think it's time to bury Alabama yet. I mean, nobody's buried. Yeah, nobody's well, buried. I mean, I mean, yeah. Look, they, they still have a chance to be national champions this year. I, I don't think, think it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But still, in all, they're going to play Georgia, and we'll see what happens in that ball game. But you know, who knows what could happen? I, I don't think they're going to win that game. But again, this guy Bryce Young is a hell of a quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind. And yes, he does play for Alabama, and don't hold that against him. He's probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, he probably will win the Heisman. You want to get in at Andy Furman FSR. I'm at stinking genius one. 
Wait a minute. What about Holly's been in my head all day long? The comment she made early on, early on this morning. That was an hour number one. I know. I I can't get it. Believe me, she's got a room in my head right now. She does. And I'd like to hear from her if she's still listening at 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. What do you have against us? She says we're net. Well, maybe it was me. You're grumpy old men. You're grumpy old men. Why are we grumpy? We have an opinion. We're talking sports. We're not nasty people. We're family men. Come on. We've got family. We're not bad people, except you don't like your wife's breakfast, but that's another story. Exactly. That's another story. All right, Andy, I'll tell you what. One segment to go. I can't believe uh, four hours almost in the book. We'll come back. We'll stay back. for five. We'll stay yeah. one more. We'll do, we'll do one more. We're going to come back. Uh, who do you like in college? Who do you like in the NFL against the spread? That is coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the plays in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash S2021 Nielsen reports. Limitations apply. Andy Furman, Arnie Spann, you're in for Anthony Gargano right here on Fox Sports Radio. Final segment, that means it's time for our picks. Give me a little music, put us in the mood. Andy, let's start things off in college football. I'm going to get right to the meat and potatoes. No salad for me, my friend. That means give me Michigan State plus the 19 against Ohio State. I don't care how great Ohio State's offense is. Michigan State should be able to stay within the 19. They're good enough at 9-1 and and Matter of fact, they might even have a little chance of pulling off the upset. Ohio State is a great team, but that doesn't mean they won't stumble like they did against Nebraska a little bit. Give me Michigan Michigan State stumbled against Nebraska a little bit too, but won that game. Give me Michigan State plus the 19 against Ohio State. All right, now let me ask you this. Can I pick straight up or you want me to do with the points? You got to do with the points. You can't just pick straight up. Well, I'm just saying straight up. I'm taking Ohio State with the points. I'm taking Michigan State because 19 points. That's a big load. That's a load. Come on, Captain Obvious. Straight up, I'm taking. I'm taking Georgia over Charleston Southern. I don't want to weigh the 51. Come on. All right. I'm just saying. Come on. All right, but right now with the with the points, you could give the ball to Kenneth Walker, shove the ball in his belly, run down the clock with Kenneth Walker the third, eating up the time. Michigan State plus nineteen, they'll beat Ohio State. I I don't want the points. I don't need the points. I'm going to take the points. Iowa State plus three and a half against Oklahoma. Matter of fact, I thought it was three when we started the show. People betting Oklahoma, uh, people betting Iowa State. Excuse me. That there. That's why I went up a half a point. I'll take. Iowa State minus the three and a half. I'm taking Oklahoma. I don't care how many points Iowa State has. Iowa State's out of the running. They're playing for nothing, really. They're playing for a ball game, obviously, on New Year's Day, and that's basically it. The Big 12 title's out of the table, off the table for the Cyclones. So I think right now Oklahoma has something to prove. The game is at home. Uh, the Caleb Williams is the quarterback. He had a bad out- outing last week against Baylor. He wants to come back. He doesn't want to hear the booze in Sooneville. I think Oklahoma wins, and Oklahoma's going to win by at least a touchdown today. All right, one more college game before we get to the NFL, or two more games. I don't want the 10, Andy. I don't need the 10. Listen to you. Listen I'll to take you. the 10. SMU, SMU, SMU to beat the Bearcats of Cincinnati. 
Is it Cincinnati or Cincinnati, Andy? It's I, anything not... you want, Arnold. Anything <laughs> you want. All right. I'm taking, like? I'm taking Cincinnati. You can have all the points you want. Cincinnati's going to roll today. Why? The game is in Cincinnati. It's an emotional game because it's senior day in Cincinnati. And more than that, they know how important this game is. I look for Cincinnati to roll this game like 41-21, something like that. Wow. Andy, we should be fired, by the way. Why is shame that? On, shame on us for not bringing up this game, and we're going to bring it up now. I'm going to make you make a pick on this one. Yeah. One of the best rivalries in maybe all of sports, UCLA and USC. UCLA, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at the Coliseum. I got to take UCLA minus the three you, and a half. They're a much better team than yeah, USC. UCLA. USC is a bad football team. Period. End of story. And that's probably why we're not talking about this. This game does not have the juice it used to have because no, both teams no. are really not not doing anything. Although UCLA is the better of the two. Andy, right to the NFL. We'll yes. go right right to the meat and potatoes. The Cowboys at Kansas City taking on the Chiefs. Now Kansas City currently a two and a half point favorite. Wow. So they're saying home field advantage, not enough. I got to tell you, Andy, as much as I'm dying to take Kansas City minus two and a half, as you heard Bernie say, they're like four and 13 in their last 17 against the I think he said four and 19. Really? Yeah, four and 19. I got to take the Cowboys plus two and a half, Andy. I'm taking Kansas City. I think Kansas City gets their offense in gear. One of the problems with Kansas City has just been turnovers and sloppy play. Other than that, they got the talent, and they got more talent than than, uh, than, than the Cowboys. And remember, Amari Cooper's not playing tomorrow. He's on that COVID list. That's going to hurt the Cowboys big time. Cincinnati and the Raiders are pretty much a pick game. Well, the Bengals are a one-point favorite. I love the Bengals in this one. Love the Bengals in this one. I think the Raiders are just too discombobulated right now. Well, I think Bernie hit it right on the head, and I'll tell you what he said. He said that basically Joe Burrow, who leads the league in, the, in, in the interceptions with 11, he's got to watch what he's doing. He can't throw the ball away. No turnovers. They keep it clean. They keep Joe Burrow straight up. No sacks for Burrow. The Bengals win this game. Shove the ball in number 28's belly. Joe Mixon, he's the running back for Cincinnati. Run the football. Run it all day long. Real quick, I like the Vikings stubs at the Packers, too. Go get that one, Andy. I think the Vikings win that game. No, Packers win this one. Packers win by a lot. Packers are good. Packers are a better football team. Vikings are going nowhere. They're a heartbreak I kids. Got to wrap it up. Thanks to little Ricky, our producer. Of course, Chris Lemieux, our technical director. K-Fig and Ilo on the updates. Thanks to my partner, Andy Furman. And thanks Thank to you. Anthony Gargano for letting us fill on in. We certainly appreciate it. It was a lot of fun, and it was a quick show. Coming up next, Fox. Big noon kickoff. Stick around for that. Plenty of football to get to. Thanks a lot for listening right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening why and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 